Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. The best in the world. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. Live from Toad Hop Studios, this is Lave It Off with Craig Shoemaker. Was that your announcer voice? Yes. Because it was a little different. It, yeah, you went different than my speaking voice. You went, you, you actually lowered your jaw Live. live. From Toad Hop Network. Uh, All right, we have a thing called Clear the Space. I got to clear the space right away. Do it. Okay, yeah. Brought to you by Pure Cleanse. Pure Cleanse. I am purifying my spirit Pure right now. Pure the space. Pure the space. It's clear the space. Okay. First of all, we have changes, which we don't like. We're in a new studio. None of us like changes. Not that we don't like being in a new studio. We love the new studio. Sarah but there are changes that are going on around here, uh, including Sarah was about to leave the show a few weeks Thank ago. You. We announced it, and then we kind of huddled. We did a uh, we huddled, and we figured out that Sarah can stay because you're busy. You're writing a screenplay. Yeah. Have you been hired to do it? Yeah. Well, and also adapting a uh, book into a series, television series. So you have those two things that are going on, and you don't have the time to be producing this show because Sarah was producing the show as well as. As also hosting the show, being charming and delightful. (laughs) Being charming and delightful. Now you're. Putting that onto the page, your charmingfulness and delightfulness is on a, on a page. Getting paid for it, we don't get paid here. It's a free podcast. Free. By the way, we will accept advertising. If anybody's <laughs> out there, you think that we're connecting? Well, I actually heard our numbers are tremendous. That is awesome. I mean, not tremendous, but for three months in the air, thirty eight thousand downloads. Whoa, that's, what the fuck? that's that's pretty good. I would I, say. I like that. And uh, see what you're going to stay with now. Sarah is go- now going to stay, I believe. Is that tr- is that correct? That I have is, to ch- keep checking in with you. I can't. That's correct. I can't pick up the vibe sometimes from you, Sarah. I don't know. You keep things secret. You go into a little secret, little little space, and you don't it's clear internal. the space. You don't let it out. You internalize. So you have to you have to like let it out on our show. That's what we do here. So oh, okay. <laughs> We don't do a lot of crying, although we made you cry yeah. when you did a, a well, that's guided what happens when I clear the space. The, oh, my God. I'm so sorry. <laughs> well, so you were leaving. So now Jake, who moved out here from Philadelphia, he's now going to be producing and acting as, you know, many parts. Mm-hmm. If you ever call his answering machine, he has all of his roles on I know, his answering I machine. It. He's very efficient. Hi, this is Jacob Zumoff, personal assistant to Craig Shoemaker. <laughs> I'm also a wrangler. <laughs> 
Safety to like list like five different Part-time things. Driver. I do it's, it's, it sounds very impressive. So uh, anyway, he's going to be doing that. So my clear of the space is. So you, we have this transition going on, and so I get here today, and I actually had an appointment. So I was. It was tough to get here. I had an audition for this parenting show. Parenting. Yes, a like parenting modern show. Family or a- no, it's actually more. It's kind of like a Chelsea lately, and I would be one of the panelists. Ah. Of which I actually am going to say on the air, I'm going to get this job. Okay, but it's not a steady job. I knocked it's, on wood. It's basically somebody, a go-to person, you know, that be in the panel. You know, I'm not saying this in a cocky way. I just know that this is this is one of the topics I know a lot about, yeah. and I can be funny. I'm a stand-up, and I you know, I think I did pretty good. So uh, anyway, I was over there, so I rushed over here. I'm thinking, oh, there's just going to be this system in place where Jake is now taking over. He's the producer, and I get here, and uh, and uh, and Sarah will be here helping with that transition, and Joel will be Joel will be prepared with the music. So I showed up before the show, and no one is here. So I actually thought we were off the air. I, think, I was thinking, well, if Jake's first week, he's going to be here like nine hours early, all prepped and ready. So then I, I'm, I'm saying to everybody, I go, has anybody seen my crew? No, we haven't seen them. No, I don't know where they are. So, I, I'm, I'm, so I'm on my own. I'm writing my show notes. I'm going, I guess I'm just going to have to run with this show as I want it to be with no communication with anyone else. So then I said, Jake, do you have anything uh, prepared for the show? He literally says, first day here. It's in my head. <laughs> Did you just say it's in my head? Three minutes before we're going on the air, it's in my head. I said, well, find a printer and print out the shit that's in your head. And then because he turns, we're about to go on. turns to me and he's like, Sarah, back me up here. I don't want to be the bad guy. You take it on. You back me up. And I was like, I got it. I got it. I yeah. Know. Oh, I could see how you have it. First, you just yeah. outed me on the air. I only said that to you. And then you did the furrowed brow when imitation we- of me. Yeah, sir, back me up. Like I said, like back me up. That was when no one else was in the air. I actually thought that you would back me up, and now you just you threw me in the wood chipper again. Because it's funny, and I do. I it's have not your back. funny. It's not funny. It's not funny. You. It's it, I, listen. This is my show here, which you could leave anytime you want, and almost <laughs> did, right? So, so what pressure do you have? You, you're like, you have that cocky attitude now. It's like no. you know, I can go anytime I want. Look, if I want to be here 10 minutes before and I spend some time no, in the bathroom, was, that's okay with me. I was in the bathroom and I had to sit on the toilet for a minute, not because anything was moving, just because I had to breathe for a second because I wiped bird poop all over my face downstairs. Like okay. I sat in it, it and then I was like this, like, and I was like, <laughs> fuck. These are sounding like excuses FML. to me. Now, what, what happened to the 45 minutes prior to the bird poop on, on being here so we can organize a show. We were talking about the show. We're talking about the show without me, <laughs> without the host. This is what I'm saying with the backup. Is it's like it's like do I want you to defend the bird poop and 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 why and it stays in Jake's head? Do I want you to defend <laughs> that or do I want you to go? You know what? I got your back here. I can see how you would feel, Craig. I have empathy for you. It's your show. You know you have a lot of pressure, Craig. I can understand how. Three young people on their own having breakfast, just just discussing things on the show and keeping it in their head and keeping it from you, who's the host, about to go on in a few minutes. Well, I can we understand. All I can have empathize your success. <laughs> That's what's going on. Finally, Greg. some truth. Finally, everything. That Did you're you have to go of. there though? Did you have to go there? You couldn't go to, to what I'm saying now. You had to go to your little comic exaggeration. You know what it is? She knows she has another job. Now she's cocky. Yeah. Now she's cocky. Now she's going. I don't. I'm going to show I'm up whatever I want. I'm just free to be me. I'm, I'm just free to be me. I'm going to stroll in whenever I want. I'm not producing the show anymore, so uh, let old Jake there keep it in his head. CJ, good luck. <laughs> that, that's what it is. So I'm going to go back to the point of 
Could you not? Now, Jake's not in the room right now, okay? Should Could you not? Say to him, Jake, you might want to step it up a little bit I'll to help say the to guy the out. The minute he walks in, no, you won't. <laughs> you already will. said it earlier. You did the impression of me going, "Hey, get my back." Do you, do the viewers and listeners want to see me uh, be a little bit of a hard nose when he comes in? Because I'll the, do it. That's a oh, really. Yeah, I will. I'll be like, Jake, can you sit down for a second? <laughs> <laughs> On you the air, talk. you're going to do this. Thirty-eight thousand people. Yeah, I will. You got to really, you got to really step up your game. And uh, see, you're not even being serious no, right I'm now. Serious. You're not even serious. You do not take this show I because you know you're on your way. You're getting paid. You've never been paid for this show. You know what? But what about all the times that I did pay you when you went on the road? You went on the road with me and got all that I was experience. Stand up. Yeah, you were doing stand up. Yeah, of which I could have had me I, to open so, and tell jokes. I could have had five thousand different people. So I was basically responsible for getting you paid. So wasn't yeah, that a little? Doesn't have that little that value? Comes in with like, doesn't hey, I got you these stand-up gigs, so now I don't even do have to go things. there. If you would just go, let's rewind and just go to the point where, wow, Craig, I know how that feels. I know how you, that you've feels. You've done me some solids. I don't have to list right, the he's solids. Coming in. He's coming in. But, yeah. Yeah. Hey, he hey, Jake, do you wanna do you wanna have a sit down? <laughs> would you stop it? <laughs> do you wanna have a sit down? I have some things that I need to discuss. No, no with you me. don't need to discuss it with him because you can even see in your attitude right now. You still don't have, you know. The uh, the gumption or the uh, you, you don't want to go there. I really do. I think it's the I think it's your generation. I think it's all three of you are in another generation from me. Should I be wearing you, a double-breasted suit for this? No, you, no, you don't. Hi, Jake. What an introduction <laughs> to our show. Is this Hi, how Jake. you wanted to be introduced? It's in my head. I got here five minutes before the show. It's in my head. Is that how you want to be introduced? And now Sarah is going to come down on you. Go ahead, Sarah. Are you ready for me to come down on you? <laughs> yes. She's well. even giving them the look like, I'm just doing this for Craig. Don't take any of it seriously. She's now winking. <laughs> like, I didn't see you wink. I'm totally kidding. It no, it's true. We do from. have to figure out. We do have to make Craig. Like, we... <laughs> She's even laughing at this. I thought, I thought you actually you would say, can you guys just think like adults for a second? I feel like I'm with children here. It's driving me crazy. And I'm alone. I'm alone in this. Because I don't have like a, hey, I need my older guy over here to my left. What do you think of this? No, we I have really, nobody. It's just really me with that, with that bad really impression. This show to the See, next here we level. go. You're furrowing your eyebrow again. <laughs> You're doing the Craig Shoemaker. No, you I'm can not do it in your Sarah sweet way of just saying, you know what? Hey, Jake. So what I'm kind of sensing right now. <laughs> there you go. That's more you. <laughs> is... We do actually, because we do want to take the show to the next level. That's so. the first time you sound it sincere, and it's true. And so, and part of the responsibility is figuring out how we have to do that, and then it's it's communication, including everybody in Oof. on what the next step is. Oof. And that's why I think a midweek uh, wow. meeting about the show prep would be great for all of us, so we can have a few days to prep it. I really, and these are the things that I want. I did go I want ten segments. minutes of guilting and everything else to get to that. Around. That's beautiful. It's that's true, a- and that's how I feel. I do think that we can take this to the next level, but I think that yeah. organization and communication is the hardest thing when there's four of us, and I, I know we can do it. I think it will be a lot of fun. Now, and, now uh, she sounds like she's, it's rehearsed. <laughs> she's just, you're just spitting it out. No, it's true. It was good for a second. I like. Thank you. Thank you. I'm moving on. All right. We cleared the space. John Mayer split from Caper. <laughs> that's what I have in my notes. John Mayer, John Mayer, I don't know much about this guy, but this guy gets some, some major... Have you Action. seen him? I hate huh? him. Have you seen I him? hate well, you John think he's Mayer. Hot? He's gorgeous. He's gorgeous. He is so not. And can we he announce? Can we announce your uh, your uh, my homosexuality? There you go. There. That's where I was going. <laughs> I don't want to say it. Okay, I have to announce it because that's the perspective you're coming from. Correct. So you're saying I he's a gay. hunk. In your world, he's a hunk. Now listen, I'm a straight man. Always have been. 
Okay. Okay. And I will tell you who I think is hot. He is. He acted like he was questioning that. I have always been. I've always been straight, but I'm extremely homo friendly. Right. Even saying that doesn't sound very friendly, well, have, though, does you, it? You sort of <laughs> homo friendly is probably not the term. I don't care. Whatever it is, I really respect and honor people's sexual preference. Okay. And I will also go there with you on who I think is hot. Now, Do you John think Mayer, John Mayer's hot? I just was about to say, oh. I don't think he is. Thank you. Five it up. Oh, you too? Straight Woof. female. I don't agree with this. Okay. But that's okay. That's that's what makes the world go around. Okay. Which do you think? He's I hot think or not? I think he's hot. You think he's hot? It's because I think he's such a phenomenal musician. I, I don't and care about the rest. It puts up the, uh, a level of hotness, he's which is so why he gets all these good. celebrities. Yeah. But I don't understand why celebrities trade another celebrity in for another celebrity. Don't you get it after number three, maybe, that this is probably not sustainable? Oh. Or are you just after some action? For, or do, you, do they do it for the press clippings? Do they do it because they're seen? That's what I, I really you mean, do wonder. That. What are you, you're talking about celebrity relationships? Yes, there's tons of them. I mean, it's, it's like they, this guy goes from one to the He's got Jennifer Aniston and Miley Cyrus, Jennifer Love Hewitt, who is also, she even went with a comic. I don't know where, what she was Which thinking. Which comic? <laughs> it's called Daddy Jamie, Issues. Jamie Kennedy. She went with Jamie, uh. Jamie Kennedy, who's a buddy of mine. Oh. He's coming on the show. I want you to go. Uh. <laughs> I want you to go. Uh, when he comes on the show, he is so talented. Yeah. So I, I but he, he you know, not necessarily. Uh, now I'm, I'm going to pass him by the, the, the gay member, I, Jamie Kennedy. I, I not have, hot, right? I have to Google him. You have to Google. Have to oh, Google. you're not going to think hot. There's no way. How can you not know who he is? But well, uh, who would be a better choice? I don't know who Justin Craig. Timberlake is. I mean, if he was standing, you knew John side. Mayer, and you gave a big old capital do, H on the I hot. Do. Craig, so, yes. who would be a better choice for these celebrities to choose? Do what I did, okay? I did go with some celebrities, mm -hmm. okay? Married, an actress, the whole thing. A couple actresses. Yeah. <laughs> but you think, here's what, here's what, I'm going to be personal about this, okay? Okay. This is what you think when you're hooking up with someone in the business. You're thinking, they know what I go through. They know how, they can empathize with what I'm doing. But as we saw today with Sarah, there is no empathy. <laughs> Just humor and fun. There's no, there's no empathy. There's no compassion. Now, she's in my business. Sarah's in my business. We're back to this again. <laughs> they're, 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 I, this is not a trick. I'm just coming up with this off the top of my head. So, so Sarah, I was saying, hey, can, can, now, now, if this was my wife that I was talking to, who uh -huh. has never been in, an actress, okay, or never been a performer, right. I'd say, hey, can you get my back? And she'd go, geez, Craig, I know. I understand how you could feel like that. Now, that's what you think you're going to get when you get when you're dating or marrying an actress. Okay, it? and it's you you think that they relate to you. Empathy. Well, what is the other reason why they keep going for it? There's plenty of other better looking women Which than is status. I than guess. Uh, is it is it status? But how do you feel? I went to a premiere once with a famous actress. I felt like an idiot. It didn't up my status because they were literally going during the paparazzi red carpet to go. Uh, who are you with? Can you get them out of the way? They wanted to know my name so they could address me by name to say, can you step out for this shot? Which is so embarrassing. So my status wasn't up. My status is down. Then I stepped on her dress and almost pulled it off. That was not good either. But I'm see, so, so maybe she thought in dating you, you'd have her back. But being it was like, really just not like, being insecure about going to uh, premiere things. And wasn't insecure going. I was insecure when, once I got there and they start humiliating you. Go, you're with a comic? Yeah. You know? So Jennifer Love Hewitt went with this guy, John Mayer. Uh, he's got a long list. Uh, Jessica Simpson. Yeah. It's, do they, I mean, do they actually – we have to get a big celebrity on. I mean, I know we've had, we've had our share of, of, of celebrities, but yeah. most of them are, like, married for 100 years. Right. and we need Stable, to get these, boring. Yeah. 
Yeah. I'm going to tell Tom Bergeron you said that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> he's stable. Uh, stable is boring. He's so funny, though. No, he's great. We're I talk- just mean relationship-wise. There's nothing to, nothing to talk about. It's like, oh, you're happy. Mm-hmm. I know. He's awesome. I know. That is, that is the problem. I mean, you know, when I get together with my married friends, you know, guys, when they talk, they talk conquest. What am I going to do? Go, hey, I did my wife again last night. Mm-hmm. They're going to go, whoa, that's three times this week. She's a hoe. <laughs> but I'm going to describe, by the way, I got laid this morning. Yeah. This morning. Wow. Thank you for that. Yeah. I never expected awesome. you to say that. I thought you were going to do what Sarah and Jake just did, like, gross. No. <laughs> Hello. I, I said, yeah. You did, this too? Morning? I just said it I did. I got some action this morning for my wife but you see me describing that is not appealing to most people it's appealing to me no I think it's and good. she's an electrician by the way my wife really? is an electrician yeah, she's a union electrician on movie sets big movies by either. the way so she has quite the resume but it's not going to up my status i am with the electrician from herbie the love bug and charlie's angels you know <laughs> <laughs> by the way she was the gaffer yeah it was it's weird by the way when we first started dating um, I did a pilot. I did this pilot, uh, and uh, I cast the pilot and everything else. And I also brought in the crew, and she shows up. And they basically gave the attitude like, oh, boy, the director, the producer's girlfriend, you know, it's nepotism. She wants to be an electrician, you know. Oh, let's give her a screwdriver. She shows up with a big belt and everything. By the end of the shoot, they're going, how do you get in the union? <laughs> she's really big, yeah. and, and uh, she's done a ton of things. But that's not why I went with her. You brought her in as an electrician. Yeah, brought her okay. as an electrician. For the, for, and by the end, all of the crew, what, they were surrounding her, asking her questions on how – how have you achieved so much? She's done Pearl Harbor, uh, Armageddon. She's mm-hmm. done all these huge movies and stuff. She must have at some point considered the acting thing. Wow. No, she didn't, did she? No. Really? You're Mr. Perceptive over here. I'm impressed by that, Joel. Well, you she's... are actually correct. Huh. That's how she started in college in uh, New Orleans. And then she knew right away, I don't want to act anymore. And by the way, doesn't act like an actress. Never once says, can you get me a gig? Ever. She wants nothing to do with the camera. So it was, yeah, it was an inkling good. at one time. But it definitely she put that away and said, I'm not destined to do that now. She's doing the mom thing, which is, yeah. which is amazing too, which doesn't get uh, the accolades. But, I, but I'm wondering, what does John Mayer or somebody like this, when they, when they go from one to the other, remember Ben Affleck? You know, we we forget how quickly how it was all the uh, the Ben Joe show or whatever ba- yeah. Ben Low or whatever they called them. They always put them together. They were Benefer for oh, a while. That's right. and they has, they, they, he hasn't dated anybody since her. No, it's Jennifer Garner. Garner. He's he married, married her. They have a couple kids. And now he's not in the news anymore for that. He so just wanted to stay Benefer. He had to stick it with the Jennifers. Oh, that's true. He did. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So uh, he, but they don't call him that no. he, well, now. And by the way, once you have the kid, you're out of the news. Once you're out of the, once you do the parenting yeah. thing, you're out of the news anyway. See, I so, disagree with that. What's that? Because you have Tom, Tom Cruise Kat. and uh, Siri. Yeah. Tom. Kat. His daughter is all of the, It's she's the most paparazzi oriented. Okay, I, I, I will. I will give you that because they're wondering how this immaculate conception took place. <laughs> <laughs> back to you, Jake. Back, 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 back to you, you on there. that one. I'm definitely I have a so you're, you're reading that he's gay? I, I don't know. Is, if is it, that your reading? I don't want to say that he's gay because I'm not sure. I he just, just think likes he's it in the a freaking butt. weirdo. Well, yeah. He's just a I just passed dude. by the Scientology Center on our way here. Do you ever pass by there? vibes, right? Well, you know, it's it's kind of weird, this whole Scientology thing. I am not judgmental, seriously, about Scientology or anything, uh, a spiritual quest. 
I'm just it's just not my by the way, speaking of gay, Jake, get up on the microphone a little more. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> right. Speaking of phallic symbols. <laughs> Just to, is this close enough? See, I'm the king of transitions and segues and keeping it appropriate. So that's <laughs> yeah, why I, I wanted to I'll, ask you in an organic way, and that would be organic. Get up on that mic. I'll just get put John Mayer's that. picture on the get other side here. So. Oh, okay. So I passed by the Scientology thing, and I realized, you know, I, I actually am friends with a ton of Scientologists. Sure. It's, it's really, including Lisa Marie Presley. And I mean, when I first moved out here, I was hanging out with Scientologists galore. And what's really weird is none of them ever came on to me. You know, like to be to join oh, to them, be, uh, which was strange because I'm going, is it something they don't <laughs> want me? I actually sort of felt like, yeah. you know, cast out like, yeah, we recruit everyone on the street here. Take this test. <laughs> That's you, your reoccurring story. Always. What's that? People are leaving me out. Maybe they don't want me to be part of their group. That's probably true. Mm -hmm. I don't have. Well, I had my own group. The Dungeon Gang. <laughs> dungeon Gang? That was my gang when I grew up. We had shelter. It was awesome. I had this old garage away from the house, and uh -huh. I, I took electrical cords and duct taped them together and put them in the, through the basement and into the, this garage that was detached. Uh -huh. And that was our dungeon. And everyone wanted to be in our gang in the wintertime because we had shelter. <laughs> because the other gangs were the lot. They were in a parking lot, the woods. Yeah. They were in the woods. We had a roof over our heads. Were these warring gangs? Uh, there, there was a little bit of little bit of that, but uh, mostly it was just a bunch of idiots. You know, I told you before. I we try to be famous. Yeah, we come up with the catchphrase that we oh, thought right, we'd yeah. get a lot of money. No, it wasn't woohoo. Woo woo See, it didn't catch on. <laughs> oh, I know what it is. I know what it is. Do you really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Maybe it'll catch on in the gay community. <laughs> Hello, hee hee. <laughs> I think that would be fantastic. I don't care where it catches on. Years later, I'd like that to catch on. Yeah, we would just hang out, and we had we had beer cans and pyramids. It was like a shrine to beer, and and we would hang out in this gang. We we're called the Dungeon Gang. I don't know where I was going with that, with this whole thing. You job. were included in a group. You I was group. included. I, and by the way, we still hang out together. You know, when I went to the Jersey Shore a few weeks ago, about 40 people visited. Yeah. It was yeah. awesome. And I, I love it. So the gang is still, so the we're still there. We're not kicking ass anymore. <laughs> there are definitely no fights. You're not going to the lot with your switchblades. Hey, you? the lot. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> it was in the Acme. It was called the Acme. That's our grocery store. The Acme yeah. parking lot. These guys hung out there. They pull their cars up and we drive by. They give, they give us the look, you know, hit us with a turnip they stole from the grocery store. Nice. <laughs> That's how badass we were. You guys were violent. Super badass. So the Scientologists didn't so, want you. Well, it was, yeah. So I was just passing by there and thinking back in those days, I hung out with L. Ron Hubbard's son, Arthur. Oh, wow. Great artist, by the way. And they, he also, we would have discussions. He'd never say, hey, can you come check your test? <laughs> never did. So I don't know what it was. I played baseball I with them. I would them. take it as a compliment. Yeah. As, a, as a compliment? Yeah. I, I think there's certain, and I don't want to be offensive to anyone, Scientologist, but I'm about to be. They they know if you're kind of sheep-oriented, like you're going to follow. <gasps> you know, wow. Interesting concept. Yeah. That is interesting because that is true. I am way not a sheep. I no. mean, I'm really in my own thing. That's probably why I'm not invited to be in gangs, but that's a... I never thought that's two times today, Joel. We're gonna have to write this down. I got two points. I got two. <laughs> very stars. introspective. You picked that my my wife was an actress at one time, and now and now this. That's a very. I never thought of it that way. I went with the Sarah route of I'm just insecure and they don't want me. <laughs> that's what she thinks of me. Yeah. So uh, I went by the Scientology yeah. Center today. <laughs> True. And and it's all these books that he wrote, uh -huh. and I realized. This is kind of weird that they follow this guy that wrote science fiction books. Yeah. You know, I mean, 
I mean, and that's a religion. Yeah. I mean, they have tons of these books, and it's like, this is going to recruit you? They, well, he was a great science fiction writer, and now you should follow. It's science fiction that you're going to follow if you follow mm -hmm. the religion, allegedly. I mean, yeah. I think they have, like, Planet Xantar and all yeah. this kind of stuff, and they... And they actually, there was a Travolta movie that he's a big Scientologist that he starred in the yeah, battle, you know, battleship, battlefield, you know, schmegma, yeah. whatever it was. But <laughs> I don't know. But so I'm looking at all these books. I'm going, this is weird. I've never seen this before where a science fiction writer is the head of a religion. You know, like, yeah. you know, Gene Roddenberry created Star Trek. <laughs> but, Trekkies. but they're Trekkies, but they're yeah. not. Well, maybe they are. <laughs> It's I a, thought about that. I anybody who dresses up like that and goes to conventions, I think that that's a religious gathering. But they're not getting to. Well, that's true. That's true in some respects. But there isn't yeah. a. Uh, I don't think they have a nonprofit. They don't have nonprofit status from being a religion. You know, Trekkies come bow to the Trekkies. They don't have a, like a prayer or a system that they're in. They just show up and they go, "Wow, look at those ears. Where did you find those Spock ears? I've got to go there." Yeah, and that's what they do. So is it like necessary? Necessarily, I can do that. Yeah, <laughs> see that on camera. I didn't live long and prosper. I got that down. But I mean, I'm not bowing to them, you know. Or uh, you know, there aren't other you know romance novelists. You know, Jackie Collins has her own religion. <laughs> so what's so big about this guy that they founded a whole? That isn't it. Uh, it's unusual. But he did. He came up with also a system. Uh, I ended up at a rally once by accident. At least I think it was me and my buddy. And he's also not a Scientologist. And they said there's a Chick Corea concert at the Hollywood Bowl. And I go, oh, wow, I love Chick Corea. You know, he's a jazz musician. I love jazz. And uh, I show up there, and I didn't know it's an L. Ron Hubbard rally. What? Uh, because Chick Corea is a big uh, Scientologist. So here's thousands of people. And so I can give you a little insight into what goes on. He apparently, like, wore a lot of uh, yacht outfits. Okay. <laughs> like, white yacht yeah. outfits. So they would be like having a concert, and all of a sudden they would just put him up on the screen in his little yacht, you know, Thurston Howell the Third outfit, uh -huh. and then people go hip hip hooray, hip Whoa. hip hooray, thousands of people, and I'm going, Billy, what do we do? What do we do? Do we do hip hip hooray? <laughs> I want to stay for the concert, but I'm going to get kicked out of here if I don't go hip hip hooray for the guy. It's a little freaky. Yeah, it was a little freaky. And then I said to my friends, we finally rendezvoused. Elvis's daughter, actually, uh -huh. Lisa, she's big into it. And I was meeting her there, and I said. You know, did you invite us here for it? And she goes, no, I just like to enjoy the music. <laughs> but I said, well, this is kind of what we do. Yeah. Basically, it's no, this is what we do. This is, a, this is part of our thing. But I don't think, uh, but I agree with you, though. I think a lot of religions, period, prey on the lemming-like mentality. Yeah. I mean, I see it on Facebook all the time. You see these postings of this is the way it is. And then when you go, can we go logical here? No, I have no interest in logic whatsoever because you're going to take me out of. I said, and then they attack you. I say, if you have so much, quote unquote, faith, mm. okay, it's your faith. You have faith in this. Then you know that I'm going to hell. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so can't we just assume that you have to attack me and, you know, make sure I go to hell or, you know, judge me and tell me where I'm going. Right. Yeah. All I'm saying to them is, hey, can you open up to maybe a little logic here or maybe explain your logic? On, did he really live inside of a whale? Yeah, maybe. Or are you yeah. saying it's metaphoric? I'm okay with that. Yeah. But if you're actually saying that somebody existed on this planet and they hung out in a whale's belly, I'm going to have a little problem with it. <laughs> you know? Jonah. But that's also science fiction when you look at it. Everybody's down on Scientology. What's the difference between living inside of a whale yeah. and, and planet Xantar? They're talking I, animals in the Bible. There's a lot of stuff yeah. that you're going, hey – 
you know, burning bush. I think belonging Part, to something. I've had burning bushes. Yeah, <laughs> I have not. Knock on wood. I, uh, but I think being in belonging to a community goes a really long way yeah. i think that's a huge part of religion and stuff is feeling like you belong that's and right that mountain and trekkies hunt. as well right yeah and anything i just think that that's why cults exist because that's the if not the reason but i know i mean watching jonestown right where they all drank the kool-aid yeah i watched this documentary on it and they were it it felt so good for them to belong and have a community yeah. and, a place and they to were go. and he actually appealed to a lot of geeks yeah they were misunderstood and then they joined this group and then he empowers them he makes them feel better about themselves i think that's the case with most religions i, mm -hmm. I believe that that's how the recruitment takes place when you have unconditional yeah. love from places you know from higher places coming at you it's it's hard to not be like oh yeah whatever this feels so yeah great. i read about charles manson now he had a little cult right mm -hmm. and actually my father is a cult leader you know that and i did not know that you're lying <laughs> no i'm serious no, you've said that before i think uh, absolutely but how have we it? toured together for months you didn't know he runs the mule rides that oh, feeds the, the cult He's got like harem of women. He calls it his harem. That's right. Pocono Adventures on Mules. You should go try it, Sarah. He'll take you on a mule ride. He'll recruit you. That is crazy. Anytime I bring a girl up there, he'd always go, what are you doing with this idiot? Come join. And he used to say to me, I'm the king of the Poconos. If you get over that comedy phase you're in, it's a phase. You'll be part of my empire. I go, what am I going to be, Prince of the Poconos? <laughs> There's something to aspire to. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, he has like a cult of women. He sleeps with a different one each night. Oh. Whoever wins the award that day, they have a they have these sleeping bags wow. and they go out into the living room. One time, I know I talked about this yeah, on the yeah, air. Yeah. One time I got in late at night. It was with uh, me and my two comedian friends. We were staying there, and it was like, like we like walk in. It's like you know goats and stuff. And but he chose. You see one empty sleeping bag. He would tap her on the shoulder and say, "You did good today. You get to be with me, the king of the Poconos." Now let me tell you where I was getting with this. <laughs> okay. You had a shock look on your yeah. face. To me, this is very acceptable. This is like my father sells insurance because wow. it's been going on for so many years. Holy cow. He has a, he has a charisma with women, and he, and he calls it his harem. I told you the one time I was taking a tour. I was working Caesars in the Poconos, and the guy in charge of Caesars with that uh, Pocono accent, he goes, he's giving me a tour of the place. My father's legendary in the Pocono Mountains, which is like the, the blue-collar honeymoon capital of the, of, <laughs> of the Northeast. Yeah. Okay, and you know, big champagne glass jacuzzis, ten feet high, in your room. There's a pool in the room, the tart shaped in the room. It's like a big honeymoon place. Uh -huh. So the guy, I'm I'm working there, Craig Shoemaker at Caesars. You know, they thought the gambling was going to happen, so Caesars bought up all these properties, these honeymoon properties. So he's going oh, over here. You got your racquetball. If you want to play racquetball on your day off there, and uh, <laughs> over here you got your coits and your horseshoes. I don't know if you have anybody to play with because it's all honeymooners here, but you can play your horseshoes. And he goes, oh, my gosh, there's A.J. Shoemaker in his harem. What's that nut doing here? <laughs> and I got to say these words, that's my dad. <laughs> I, was just, I was never so proud. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I, so he had, and he walks up, and I hadn't seen him in years, and he takes my cheese tray. They gave me the complimentary cheese tray. He goes, the girls back at the camp will love this. <laughs> it's my freaking cheese tray. <laughs> I was like, that was my cheese tray. This is a guy that never gave me a dime in life, never yeah. gave me one single thing, never showed up to a ball game. I haven't seen him in years. Walks up with six of his harem members out of the 12. That's a good cheese tray. You got your lunch meats there, too. <laughs> Enjoy this. Are there any men? Yeah, he I'm... always has like a lackey who's good with tools. Just one guy? He always has like one or two lackeys that have no teeth, a lot of tools. No threat. 
Yeah. Oh, no threat. Yeah. I think I think he actually casts a few of them off and they go with a lackey. The la- yeah, the lackey with the tools. Oh my god. Who like lives in like a trailer out way off campus. But he's got like 75 mules. Like one time I go, "Where's the TV?" cuz I'm bored. He goes, "I traded it for a mule." So I had to go out and watch the mule. <laughs> Playing with his ears like it's an antenna. You know, come on, we got to get something here. My friend Flicka, Mr. Ed. But anyway, uh, I was going to say how people recruit for Colts, but I can see we're coming up with a break. Yes, we are. When we come back from the break, I think Brad Williams is going to hang out with us. All right. Okay. I booked him when you weren't looking, Jake, our new nice. producer. Brad Williams. I, I, I was here. Who, oh, you were here? <laughs> yes. Okay. I, did, I just didn't see you because it's, it's all in your head. Uh, so we are coming back with uh, more with the Laugh It Off show with just Craig Shoemaker. No one else wants to join me. And uh, after these words. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. A great website if you are in the market for gift giving, redenvelope.com. They have over 300 unique and inspired new products along with their classic favorites that are going to make gift giving very, very easy. All you have to do is go to redenvelope.com, enter Heidi and Frank at the checkout and save 20%. That's red.
creation did you make with my reputation? What kind of fucked up situation did you make out of me? Listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. According to some people who do listen live, thank you for doing that, yes. by the way. We're mostly downloaded, from what I heard. We're mostly downloaded later, because I think a lot of my adult people that listen have jobs. I dig that, because that means there are listeners. Yeah, <laughs> 38,000 up. Yeah. So that's, that's good. So they're only listening today, apparently, because our video is out. Can I take off this nice shirt and just forget about it? <laughs> just take everything off. I don't care. We'll let <laughs> you know when the video it. comes back. That's, yeah. A few I, minutes after. I'm not going to do that. That Well, comedy. I'll do anything for comedy. That's right. Speaking of comedy, I did um, 
know, I've been on a good roll lately of which my agent said, you should record all these standing ovations. Get somebody with a flip cam and record the standing ovations, of which there are many. I'm um, on a yeah. real, you know, in places that say we don't never see standing ovations. I can attest So the to very that. first time I'm about to do this, I say, can you record this to a person? It was a private job in Denver this past weekend. Now, first of all, I'm not making excuses, but uh, you know, know what Colorado's going through, and there's like a there's like a pall in the air. There's, it's you know, it's a darkness and the a, fires, a sadness. What are we talking about? You got fires, oh, shootings, and you got shootings. Oh, shootings okay, yeah, sure. not a good thing for comedy. Yeah. <laughs> and then allowing people to carry weapon the in their. Not, not, it's not a great setup for the humor. In English, <laughs> not a great setup. I know what you were saying, but there's, there's just not. It's not great for comedy. And then I'm also performing for uh, rich people because it's a benefit. Great so now add humor. and add this. It's about starving kids. Also not great for comedy. So now you have rich people, starving kids, fires, and then. Machine gun killing of which my that closing like a bit. Sarah McLaughlin PSA. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he was there. <laughs> when somebody loves you, I could have used Sarah. Even she would have been happy-go-lucky compared to this group. And I had to perform in front of uh, you know 500 people in this big ballroom. And there was an auction. They raised money and stuff like that. So all this is going on. They say, now you're on. you got to take out your closing bit. No, I actually suggested it because it's machine people doing machine gun sounds. <laughs> That's not going to go over. <laughs> yeah. People doing machine gun sounds. I is think of that. I did think of it. Can you imagine how bad it. I would have bombed if I closed my set with, let's do your machine gun sound. And here's the topper. One of the victim's uh, brother was there. Oh. Ooh. Look at you guys. Yeah. So, see, it's just, I'm see how you're all going. How bad that would have been. See how you're all going. Oh, yeah. that's what I have to walk on to. Yeah. Okay. So they're already like editing my act. They said, mm. and there's old people here, so you got to watch what you say. Not too many f bombs. Okay. Okay. Now I'm editing. I'm editing. I got to take that out. Take it. Chris Rock's got to go. I can't do Chris Rock without saying f. So I go up on stage and I <laughs> am eating it. I'm eating it. And as a matter of fact, can you hand me my cell phone? Somebody's cell phone's going off, but can you hand it's me mine? Oh, it is? Oh, perfect. I'm glad I left it on because I want to read you the email. Now, I've been doing very well on stage. It's, it's you know, it's, it was not mine. My mine wasn't on. That was our producer, Jake. So uh, I go on stage and I do like the kind of traditional stuff, you know, that you do for a corporate gig, a corporate crowd. Okay. It's a little clean. And I said, this isn't working. And by the way, I walked on stage and I said, you guys ready to laugh? We need laughs, don't we? Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. Ew. Yeah. I mean, it's like, we're so now they're already saying, no, we're not ready to laugh. We've just spent tens of thousands of dollars on these children who are starving. <laughs> and we're really not ready for it. We're not starving for laughs right now. They basically <laughs> told me that yeah. for the general attitude from the crowd. Yeah. So I go up on stage. And, uh, you know, I, I actually held my composure. I said, oh, this isn't going well. That's what I'm saying to myself. Just, oh, now you have another go-to joke. This one will work. It'll get medium, medium applause. No, like, really good roll. And then yeah. I went, I'm getting dirty. I'm going to get a little dirty here. Let Loosen these, loosen these tight asses up. So I did. I, I Not real dirty, but I did the thing about, uh, you know, 
when you have, take a Viagra and then you have to and you have yeah, diarrhea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you have a boner. You still have a boner. Now you're peeing on yourself. I mean, you know, it's not clean. No, but it's you know, it's it's, it's not funny. It's, it's 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 very funny though. Yeah. And they're like looking at me, going, "He's saying this in front of old people." So now you got the <laughs> now you got the the look around. When people are doing the look around to yeah. check if someone else, that's the whole key to a corporate gig. If the leaders are laughing, uh-huh. then you're set. Yeah. But if the leaders are looking at old people and saying they are not going to like this, he's peeing in his face yeah. <laughs> in the act. I wasn't. I didn't literally pee on myself. No. At one point, I was ready to pee on myself. That's, yeah. how, that's how bad it was. Maybe going. that to should put- become an expression, like when you're really bombing. Dude, that guy was peeing on his face up there. <laughs> he totally Holy God. peed all over his face. Well, I wanted to put the fire out somehow. This was not going well. So then I broke into the Love Master. I actually thought it went well until yeah. I got an email this morning. Uh-uh. <laughs> yeah, I got an email from the agent. So you broke agent. into the Love Master early because that usually No, I did not. The... No, I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Okay. And I did my normal Love Master, which this guy claims, okay, it says, and this is written to my agent. Yeah. Now, my agent usually gets these great, week before, uh, best we've ever had, three three shows for this company called Sheets, uh-huh. best we've ever had, never seen a standing ovation on stage. Yeah. He also said we've never heard motherfucker on stage, but still, <laughs> the compliments were aplenty. Yeah. Uh, everything went well until the last 15 minutes of his set. This is from the booker. Mm. He did a lot with the love master, and it probably would have, n- have been fine with a few jokes, but not 15 minutes worth, <laughs> which I think it was seven. I'd like to have a timer on that one. It got really racy and made the guests uncomfortable. Mark and I both talked to him prior about keeping a PG-13, but what can you do? Mm. Like, in other words, you can't hold back a yeah. comedian. And, and, and So what can you do? Well, they did talk to me beforehand, and I volunteered not. I volunteered not to do the machine gun bit, uh-huh. and I thought the Love Master was called for with these tight asses. And it's PG thirteen. That means you're over thirteen. Can and you you're really Craig not handle? Shoemaker, you do the Love Master. Craig Shoemaker, the Love Master. That's who you're hiring for yeah. God's sakes. So, and it's all innuendo. And if you're an adult, can you not take an innuendo of talking about how much love making I'm going to do, <laughs> or? You can see my, me naked on Google Earth or whatever the Love Master lines are. Are you really sitting there going, I'm bothered by this? You're an adult, for God's sakes. Yeah. I don't understand people with language either. Language is ridiculous. I mean, think about it. I was talking to Kelly Carlin the other day. I was on her podcast. How language is so important to people. But in the meantime, we're so desensitized to the things that can literally lead to a guy going into a movie theater with an assault rifle. What leads to that? It's not he's not in there going, Craig Shoemaker said the F word on television. <laughs> yeah. He's not in there saying that. No, language is just so relative anyway. If I called you a, 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 a fnifni, in my language <laughs> that could be the worst thing. It could be the worst thing yeah. that I ever called you. That's my F word. Hey, you fnifni. Yeah. <laughs> now, now the FCC, they could be listening. We could be on radio right now. They wouldn't come after me for the fnifni comment, but that could be in another country. They're gonna. I can't believe he said that. Yeah. He, that could be the equivalent of the c word or whatever it is. You know. But it's all relative. It's Driven ridiculous. Tension. So my thought is this: I'm gonna learn another language and start cussing up a storm on television. Like, let's say I learn Latvian, not yeah. a common language, right? So then I go on The Tonight Show, and I say in Latvian to Jay Leno, he goes, so, Crank, where you been? And, and, and I say, in Latvian, the FCC can suck my dick, Yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> 
They'd get to it eventually. But, but, but what if I said it, or however the Latvians talk? <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> what if I did that and you'd have one person in the audience from Latvia going, that was great. Yeah. And the rest of the audience is going, we have no idea what he said. Yeah. That's why how, how ridiculous language is. I have an idea of how you can get your language of your boys like growing up to take. You guys can come back together into the garage or wherever you are. Come up with you mean your my own dungeon language. gang. Yeah, get and them back together. Be, <laughs> yeah, to come up with more words like that. So like, <laughs> can be something like "suck my dick, motherfucker." Like that can be, <laughs> and then it could. Well, be, that's already said though. But no, it's like so you have to interpret those new languages, and then it'd be a cult following. So you could be saying all of these words that that. So we just make up the words uh-huh. yeah. that say "suck my dick, motherfucker." Yeah, and then it right? could start trending on fa- Twitter, right? And then you so can it, have this language. And then you can, and then uh, when you say it on Jay Leno, your whole cult following. The whole cult like, following go crazy. So see, let's come up, let's be in my dungeon gang. Let's flashback right. to me in high school with my buddies, stoned, when everything's <laughs> funny. Yeah. Now we're coming up, we got to come up with a term that I'm going to start to try to get throughout the country that really means. What does it mean? It means suck my dick, FCC. <laughs> okay, okay. The Federal Communications Commission, which is ridiculous, by the way, they're absolutely absurd. That whole nipple gate that happened at the Super Bowl ruined everything for comics because then we focused on that. Well, we talked about religion earlier. All the little, oh, oh, no, no, no. They, they don't do that in the Bible. They didn't speak English in the Bible, and he didn't look like a surfer from California either. I got news for you. Get logical. So we're going to put it up on Twitter so people who are listening to the show can kind of put, could we pick the best one? Could they, <laughs> That's a great idea. Yeah. So we'll put it made up on Twitter up, right now. Okay. So we're making up, made up swear words. We're making up swear words, but we're actually making up a sentence that means suck my dick FCC. So okay. We, so we might not be able to I'm say w- suck my dick on Twitter. <laughs> 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 of course you can on Twitter. You can say suck my dick and for you suck my Richard. See, that's another thing. It's like the guy's name is Dick. We had, we had a freaking vice president was Dick. So okay. if you call him a Dick, you're off the air. If you yeah. call him hey Dick, which you could mean, so look, <laughs> you're on- a Dick. That's what I'm saying about language. It's all relative. It's ridiculous. So look on the uh, Love Master Twitter, and we're gonna say suck my dick, Richard. Right. FCC. So go. So okay. <laughs> suck my Richard. Suck my Richard. Suck my Richard. <laughs> FCC. But we're just coming up with our. So I'll just come up with. Uh, it's got to be like a powerful, yeah. you know. That's what it's going to mean. Puntata. That sounds like Lion King. Puntata. <laughs> that sounds like Poontang, too. Yeah, it's a little close. I like B's and C's and K's and uh, B. Like harsh words. Yeah, you have to have that. makes them harsh. That's one of my tips in comedy, by the way. I shouldn't give away my stuff without charging, but you look for stop-plosive words. Yeah. I used to do a thing about bowl. That's why Yiddish is so funny. Because they have Bs and Ks. Well, they got a lot of Ks. They say Ks are funny in Yiddish. That's a big thing. In the Sunshine Boys, they talk about Ks are funny. Yeah. But, uh, you know, soup terrine's not funny. (laughs) Kumquat's funny. (laughs) You got a double K. Yeah. So we have to come up with some, just give me some arbitrary words that aren't in any language. And we make up our own language. Like Dane Cook, he made a lot of money, but he came up with his own little symbol with his fingers. Yeah. With his fingers. He super came up bird. with that, and then everybody became part of the no, Superbird cult. Yeah, it was kind of the same thing because you can do this on TV. You can you do that. You can't do the, with the without this one, and so that right. was a Superbird. I flash the ring finger, and yeah. they still get mad. 
<laughs> I said whore on Joy Behar's show last year, and they edited it. They, they bleeped me on the word whore. The, the, the guy from Bravo was on, Andy Cohen. I said, why don't you just get real straight with this and call it the real whores of Orange County? <laughs> <laughs> I said, why did you? And oh, no, they didn't like that. Because I, I was calling why. them on it. Because that's basically what it is. We're watching a bunch of whores. Could it, All that, these reality shows, that's what they are. By the way, in the news, Snooki had a baby. Just, and he just uh, bring it to the news. <laughs> I want to keep it current. Yeah, she had a baby. Wow. Yeah. I wonder what that thing looks like. Came out look, looking like a pool ball. With like an eight fuzzy ball. pink slippers. Little eight ball. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I can picture. This little, this tiny little. So how long till she has a show, Snooki's baby? Should we take votes on that? Snooki's baby, exactly. So anyway, let's come up with. So can it be words? Follow me on Twitter first. They, it's, I'm the love master. The love that's master. what I had to go with because someone took the Craig Shoemaker name. So Do they you, have to be made up words though, like, or could it be like whiteboard asparagus means suck my Richard? Oh, okay, we could do that. So, okay, I'm up for that too. So they, they really don't. What'd you say, them. whiteboard asparagus? Yes. <laughs> you know what she did, by the way? She did. You know, she just came up with that. No. I watched you. She did the Kaiser Sose thing. Just the. She like looked around the room. She saw a whiteboard. She goes whiteboard, and she sees green asparagus. <laughs> <laughs> she did a little. She did a little usual, unusual suspect. She yeah, did a little yeah. Kaiser Sose, whatever's around the room. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. It was good. <laughs> it was in a barbershop quartet down in Skokie, Illinois. Bamboo, bamboo plant striped shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I just did that. Jake has a striped shirt. And he's standing in front of a bamboo plant. Bamboo see the bamboo shirt. Bamboo, bamboo plant striped shirt. So we could say so that means suck my dick, FCC. Homo mohawk. <laughs> what in the world? No, he's got a homo it's a faux hawk, not a homo mohawk. I was going to go with that, by the way, homo but hawk. you went with it, and you had to go with the homo thing too. No. You, you couldn't just leave it at mohawk. Is that was that offensive? Tell oh, me. Actually, with a homo, it'd be a hohawk. Was that is it offensive <laughs> to say homo? We have a new term a by accident. See, we we co-created that. Well, he's he's gay and he has a mohawk. It's a hohawk. Homo. Let's do that. Tweet it. Tweet ho it. Hohawk. Ho See if it trends. Hashtag. I want to start some trends here, Hohawk. But Jake, is, if I say homo, is that offensive? Because I don't mean to be. No. Okay, great. I'm not, I mean, we're all homo some sapiens. People may get offended, but I'm not offended. What by if it. I say the F word? F A G word. Uh, In England, they give you a cigarette. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. See how relative it is? That's yeah. what I'm trying to say about language. It's ridiculous. And as a matter of fact, you're bum. In America, but not in England. No, I'm. What's that? You can do this in America, but not in what, England. What, tell us what you're doing, because I hear that we're not even on oh, right. screen anymore. <laughs> what, what, what is it? You can do this thing that you can't see. Uh, like a peace sign, but with the back of your hand facing someone, that's an F-U. That's like the bird in England. Oh, but in it America, is? it's just peace and love, whatever. That's, I thought the bird was the middle finger. They, they're the ones that created it, by the way. They created the middle finger. John no, this Lennon? Is also England versus uh, France. Oh, that's right. Because you know, I heard about that. They had these long bows. And they were fighting with these longbows, which were the weapon of that century yeah. against England. And they basically said, so they would chop off, the ones they would capture, they would chop off their fingers so they couldn't pull the longbow back. Yeah. And so they would say, you know, they pull up their middle finger and say, see, I still have it. You know, fuck you. I can still shoot you with a longbow. Huh. That's how the whole thing originated. I thought it was in England. But anyway, so you're saying that in, in England, the, the two fingers backwards – the, yeah, the reverse peace sign basically yeah. means you know, go up to hell or, or up yours. Yeah. Okay. But that's if I said Fanny in England, by the way, over here, you know, Fanny's a nice little word for your for your rump. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's a cute little word. Cute little word. Fanny. Just... Not there. Hmm, what does it mean? It means pussy. <laughs> ah, I didn't know that one. Right. You didn't know that? Mm -mm. Right. So if you say spank my fanny, they're going, well, I don't even know you that well. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, 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 
so you say spank my fanny. You're basically saying you're saying spank my vagina. Yeah, it is fascinating so, the power we give to words. Because if we wanted we to make words, the yeah. c word very less offensive, we could just put new meaning behind it. Like, oh, Sarah, you're such a c word. <laughs> you're such a c word. It's hard to even say jokingly. <laughs> it's exactly right. You can't say it jokingly. Yeah. And that's that's what's so sad about our country. The way we are with this language, it's ridiculous. Does anyone ever take a step back and go, yeah, that's pretty? Well, we're giving money to this FCC. You know, it's a government-run agency, and they're like checking out people on. You know, with that damn nipple of Janet Jackson. By the uh, way, who the hell hasn't seen that anyway? <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. I mean, we made a big to-do out of that. So you, you know, think we changed our be laws offensive? because of that? You What's think that? nothing should be offensive? It's all say? intent. It's intent behind it's it. It's intent. So you think they should bust you if, like, with if you had the same intent behind sniff, sniff, like you they, they, <laughs> Take me to jail. I just cussed right. you out with my F word. Right? I love Fnifna. I, I, I like that language. But here's the thing is, it's the other thing is, organically, like the other day during my corporate act, I had to clean it up a little bit. So I'm going, in a place, I had to replace the F word with friggin'. So now I'm going, hey, you friggin' kid, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know it, it, it's inorganic. It's not how I speak. It's not how people speak when you're not checking the room to see if it's okay to laugh. If you're just talking with your friends, you cuss. Yeah. By the way, is it curse or cuss? I need to know that. Uh, I say in my act, I say both. Midwest and Swear. Southern, I think it's cuss. If you're really? Northeast, it's curse. It's a regional thing? Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. So is bless your heart. That's and a regional and thing. soda. Bless your heart basically means you're an asshole. <laughs> you know what? I'm finally getting tweeted on something we want to trend. I'm getting tweets that are coming in on this. Probably Look at this. Hear us or see Here us. we have. We have a new word. I like this. Uh, that's based, uh, oh, no, Merd. Merd is a friend. Oh, that's, that's French. French. No, that's, that's for an, shit. No, we need unexisting yeah. words, folks. Yes. Well, I'm going to make this into uh, to somebody. Okay, so here, Merd, Scheiss, like right? I'm going to make this into our own language. Yeah. I like Myrtle Schlossen. Myrtle Schlossen. That sounds like a German name. Yeah, that sounds a little German. Myrtle Schlossen. That sounds like getting the ovens. That doesn't sound Myrtle Schlossen. Myrtle Schlossen. Move it along. Myrtle Schlossen. That wasn't a good one. I got to come up with a good one. But I like Myrtle. But it's also Yiddish. It's also Yiddish is sort of Germanic. It is Germanic. It is Germanic. I got a little Myrtle Schlossen. <laughs> it all, see, it's all the intent. It I was is. scratching my balls when I said that, by the way. I got some Myrtle Schlossen. Come here, little girl. I've got some Myrtle <laughs> Who said oh, that? Wow. Was that you, Sarah? That Sarah. I've never heard a voice come uh, out of I'm you like that. I'm looking at Joel like, that was me. Sick. Wow. It was Sarah. I looked at me. I actually thought it was me. I've never heard a voice come out of that. Like That was like she was possessed. That was amazing. That, that, was, like, that was like red rum. Red, red rum. How did you do That's that right voice? You, you frightened me. Out? She didn't even move her lips either. It was like something channeled. It, it just came, came out of her chest. It came out of her chest and spoke and had teeth and lips. And a whole other person came out. Sarah, it's a good thing we're not on. I wish we were on video today because I heard we're not streaming video. No. And everyone missed that. Watch she did that later. like a ventriloquist. That was a genius. <laughs> this thing came out of her. <laughs> How did you say do, do it, it again. again? You couldn't do it again. Now they're all Maybe looking at you. She's under pressure. There's no way she'll be able to do this. Just give me a line. Myrtle Schlesson. <laughs> How is that coming? Sarah's sweet. It just doesn't sound sweet at all. It doesn't sound like you. Okay, go do it again. Just stop staring at me. Okay. Well, just what else stop. are we gonna do? We're gonna. Look, I'm gonna look at Jake now. I'm looking down. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. That was evil. Yeah. 
Yeah. And evil's allowed to go on television as well. You can put evil, killings, rapes, beheadings. It's that. all okay. And that's not going to have any effect on your children. But Myrtle Schlesen will. <laughs> yeah. Well, before we go, folks, we have to introduce our healthy for feet by Jake. Oh, geez. Gay oh, yes. We were speaking well, speaking about homosexuals. Let's before. let's let's say straight. Let's uh, let's say the straight out first of all. Then we can get to the the, the gay version. We are uh, hopefully going to be sponsored by several people, uh, including feet that I wear. Well, I shoes that I wear. <laughs> healthy for feet. I got them there. I have healthy them on feet. now. I always wear them. And they have been the most incredible thing for my feet and my entire body that I've ever, ever done. I've had that I've ever put. And here's the here's where the gay thing comes in. Okay, so you could have things that are orthopedic and they're very ugly, and you go, "Oh my God, he's an old man with orthopedic feet." I do not have that. I have stylish shoes, all gay approved. Jake, take it over. Well, so you can go to healthyfeetstore.com, folks. They have a great selection of orthopedic shoes, orthopedic sandals, diabetic shoes, diabetic sandals, and orthopedic boots. Oh, whoa, have, whoa, whoa, whoa. Can I stop you for a minute? Because I know ahead. you're reading that. Go ahead. You have the right. I love the Philly, by the way. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Wait a minute. Diabetic? It says diabetic sandals and diabetic, diabetic? shoes. I think you're reading this wrong. <laughs> diabetic? That's what it says. Your shoes have to have an insulin shot? <laughs> I've never heard of this in my <laughs> well, life. I think they're special. Diabetic? Well, because your diabetes affects your blood flow and that's your okay. energy. That's true. Wow. So I think well, that great. That's okay, amazing. if it helps for that as well. And how do they get these? How do they get these shoes, Well, Jake? it's at healthyfeetstore.com. I picked out a couple that are my favorites. Now, wait a second, week. just so because I know people are going to write this down. Okay. I'm, I'm being the person listening, Jake. I know you're Understood. reading this, and we're, this, this is called a live read. You have to be, you know, impromptu. <laughs> okay. Now, I want to know, as the listener, how do I do that? And then the Craig Shoemaker Show gets credit. <laughs> you enter in the promo code. Yeah. You enter Laugh It Off, and they get free shipping and handling. And that's really good. So, that's okay, awesome. now you're just paying for the shoes. And they are really, real. I'm going to show. Oh, that's we're not on camera right now. But I have the shoes on right now, these canvas numbers. That, by the way, G Jake, you've commented on these. Yes, absolutely. It's hard to believe that these really cool shoes, which I feel young, I feel, I used the word hip, but my son said that's not hip anymore to say hip. But I feel great in these shoes, and I get a lot of compliments, including the other shoes that I have that are now, we haven't had this before, gay approved. They are gay approved. <laughs> and actually, Jake picked out a style for men and women, and we'll what do you, feature you pick it on out? our site. Uh, <laughs> I have for women the Cloud9 Adjustable Wrap Sheepskin Slipper. It's kind of like a peep-toe Ugg. Women will know what I'm talking about <laughs> when I say oh, peep-toe. I know the men in the room are giving me a weird look. True. Uh, but... You don't know what a peep toe is? We'll get to it. Okay, we'll get to that after the break, but... Um... It sounds perverted. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, so... For, me for men, there's a really stylish boat shoe. It looks just like a Sperry, uh, blue with brown trim. It's oh, that qualifies the, uh... it for me. It looks like a Sperry. <laughs> like, I know what a Spurry is. Jake, talk... It's, it's a talk boat straight shoe. language it's, here. It's, it's, it's a boat shoe. It's a very That doesn't sound appealing either. What do you mean a boat shoe? It comes a boat with oars? <laughs> A boat shoe typically is a larger shoe that you wear while you're on a boat for added stability in rough weather or seas. And this is the one you picked out. It has special rubber soles, much like Crocs do. Okay, all right. So it has. This is what you picked out. This is what you would have if somebody sent you these I, shoes, I, or if I you picked, bought the shoes. I picked it out because it, it looks normal, but it's it's also a very comfortable shoe, yeah. and it, it, it would no one would know that you were the happiest person on earth and that your feet <laughs> were being healthy wearing this shoe. Exactly, and they also have stylish shoes that you can wear. Uh, you know, to your prom or anywhere you want and you feel comfortable in them and they're all made by orthopedic surgeons 
Nothing has ever been done like this. It's pretty That's awesome. That's what I would say. And I'm I'm thrilled. I have probably seven pair of Healthy for Feet. Is that what it's called? Healthy, um, feet. healthy, <laughs> feet. healthy feet. Healthy feet. Healthy feet. I added a preposition. It's healthy for your feet, but it's healthyfeet.com. Go there. Put in Laugh It Off. That's the name of our podcast, if you haven't noticed. And you get free shipping for these shoes. Go check out the shoes. Get back to us and let us know how they how it worked out for you. And uh, we have, by the way, we have a, a dating specialist coming up. Oh, she's a wing girl. She's the, Yeah, she has the wing, the girl, wing girl method. The Marnie. wing girl method. Marnie at uh, winggirlmethod.com. You can go check her out when we take a break. And it's all about uh, having somebody on your wing to yeah. help you uh, find somebody. She's coming up after the break and uh, so much more. Uh, coming up with, uh, including Sarah has more voices that she'd like to try on you. (laughs) See you in a little bit. song from Davis Fetter, I See Love. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Stamps.com is a quick and easy way to get postage. Never go to the post office again. Go to Stamps.com, but before you do anything else, you click on the radio microphone at the top of the homepage and type in HF to get a very, very special offer for our listeners. That's Stamps.com. See you. 
from the Toad Hop Network Studios. In Hollywood, this, this is the ToadHopNetwork.com. It is strongly addictive. Radio worth watching. Radio worth watching. I didn't know we were coming back. I was in the middle of shutting down my iPhone. Oh, that's all right. I have a very funny relationship with Siri. <laughs> you you do tell. You try to flirt with her, don't you? <laughs> I, I talk dirty to her. Yeah, I know. And she says, now, now. That's what she says. <laughs> she goes, now, now, Craig. Turn right. <laughs> that's, that's Marnie. Marnie WingGirlMethod.com. Is that your name? My last my last name? Yeah. My, my parents were very advanced, actually. They, they added .com to the end of my name. Uh, no, when you were born, they should do that. We should change their names to .coms. It's good for branding. .org. Yeah, Marnie.org. Orgasm, from oh, what I hear. Oh, that could be. That could be. Marnie.orgasm. That'll get you Donna. a lot of That'll get you a lot of hits. That will make me very famous. I it, like it. Because you are about, it's essentially, it's essentially, about orgasms, right? Yeah. Part you, of it is definitely about getting orgasms. The other part is about feeling really great and getting what you want. But if an orgasm is what you want, absolutely. <laughs> Isn't that the ultimate goal? Even yes. If you are having sex, you want to have orgasms, yeah. right? Of course. Nobody's in there just to, like, sweat and... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just to join a fitness club. Yeah, exactly. A little cardio. Yeah, why go through all this wing girl stuff? I just join a fitness <laughs> club if I just want to sweat. But no, you want to sweat... Uh, but I sweat. I, unfortunately, I sweat to the oldies because I'm I'm <laughs> old and I have I have kids and all that kind of stuff. But I certainly remember what it was like when I was out there, and yeah. it is tough out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's very tough. I think a lot of people today, because of social media and cell phones, they they're they're more reserved. They're pulling themselves back and disconnecting from human interactions. Yeah. So it's really it's really challenging for them to put themselves out there and possibly get rejected. When you go out with your when you're winging for someone, is yes. that what they call it? Actually, I when do call wing- it that when I do. For somebody I'm, I'm, winging for, I'm winging for you tonight. You got to put the, uh, the cell phone away. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You got to put that cell phone away. Yeah. You have to be present. You have to be aware. You, but more importantly, you have to be having fun. And it's not fun, you know, texting to your friends back home about like how lame the nightclub is or how bored you are. That's not a fun and engaging person to want to interact yeah, I with. I never get that in this generation. I hate saying that word, but I, I never <laughs> understand that. I I saw this one time. These all these people got all out of this limo, right? And every one of them was texting. So they're basically saying to the person they're with, "I find someone three thousand miles away to be much more interesting than you, who's next to me." Exactly. Probably somebody what, I don't even know on Facebook that I'm writing to. Exactly. It's true. Rather than you, you bore the hell out of me. Yeah. I would rather be somewhere else. I think I think that is for comfort. Like I know that I go to my phone mm-hmm. for comfort. Like when I don't have things to do or if I'm in an awkward situation, I will go it's probably not the yeah. best thing i keep tapping touching my purse because that's where my phone is yeah. Yeah. but it's not the best thing you should probably be talking and engaging with people around you or saying hi or at least being open and seeing what's around you rather than you know being trapped in your phone now I think are you it's are less you in- about the person that, that they're talking to would be boring it's more about not wanting exactly. to expose yourself like feeling uncomfortable in your own skin i think oh, yeah. that's what but you can expose yourself in 140 characters totally. i guess i guess that's right. how we roll totally. out which is it, it's just crazy to me oh i have to edit it now I have to abbreviate. I think they should have education for abbreviations. I think so too. Twitter class or something. Yeah. Twitter school. <laughs> go to Twitter school. I have my it's graduate degree in Can Twitter. Can you say everything you want to in 140? It's, it's, it's challenging. It, it really is. is tough. Oh, I'm a storyteller. It's a nightmare for me. I have to go back <laughs> and I have to ask my son, who's a teenager. You have like I go a stream of ten Twitters. How do you do people? Do you do uh, do you put a vowel in there? Or is it just p- 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 <laughs> people? Yeah, people. I mean, that's people, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's yeah. good. Yeah, that is. Yeah, and then and then he tells me. LOL is out. Is it? I don't know. Is yeah. it out? I guess. I don't know. Well, now there's L L O L. 
And that's that? legitimate LOL. Oh, that's a serious that's one. I like that. That's, that's LOL. That's so funny. LOL. Yeah, I'm legit LOLing right now. This is serious. When Sarah does that voice, I'm. <laughs> Sarah has a new voice she did on the air today. This is Ooh, frightening. Oh, let's hear it. So uh, pretend you're going on a date. You're on a first date with a guy, and you say, <laughs> "That's not going to work." Now, <laughs> but if it does, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, okay, I'm well, totally. Then you know the, the kind of guy you're appealing to. Yeah, if, if he goes you know your that. audience, my type. So, Marnie, I have to ask you a personal question. We get very personal on our sure. show. Of course, uh, I love are that. you dating anyone? I'm married. Married? Yeah, I met I met my husband a month before I started doing what I'm doing. You so did he, not. yeah, so he's been through the roller coaster. Um, and sadly for him, he has been a client of mine for <laughs> eight years. No, I you just married your client. <laughs> I I just coach him all the time, and I think he wish I wouldn't coach him as much <laughs> as I do. Do you but coach he, him now in being a husband? Of course, because I coach myself constantly. You know, yeah. I'm I'm always trying to improve myself. The reason that I do what I do. So actually, I'll explain what I do. I coach men on how to understand. And women. And mm. I used to, you know, not really understand why it was that I was so drawn to this profession. Um, but I used to be very similar to the guys that I interacted with. I put women on pedestals. I was very intimidated by women. I thought if a woman was pretty, she had much more value than me. And popular women were like the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be this is what friends you used with to them. Think That's when you what were in I the used to think. World. So no, not even the dating world. Just when I was younger, of right. interacting with women from a very young age, I never understood women to tell you the truth, and I was one. Um, and they were very confusing. I always liked men, but women in general were confusing to me. So and to you, you're, and when you were growing up, it was like mean girls. There were the yeah. mean girls group, and you thought they were hip and they were happening, and you wanted yeah. to be part of that group. Oh, definitely. But then when I did become part of it, I was like, oh, they're bitches. Aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> it's not enjoyable. Yeah. But but the thing is, is that I had extreme social anxiety. I would never speak my mind or say what it was that I really wanted. Uh, and I had a stroke when I was 20. Um, really? And, yeah. So I I like had a, a bleed in my frontal lobe um, and had a stroke. So half of my body wasn't working. And once I got over that stroke, I said, I'm not going to be like that anymore. I am going to learn to be the person that I see myself being. Because everybody, yeah. you know, you have a vision of who you are. Mm-hmm. And then you put yourself in a situation. You're like, that's not who I saw myself being. I, <laughs> I, I should be outgoing and amazing because that's who you are inside when you are your best self. Mm-hmm. So what I do now is I teach men to understand women so they can attract date, seduce, get anything they want with women without being douchebags. And I let them be the man that they want to be. I teach them how to be that person that they see inside so they can erase all the bullshit that's stopping them Mm -hmm. from being that person and actually be who they want to be. Well, they're authentic self, basically, which is what it's all about. That's how I lured in. (laughs) That's how you got your woman. My wife. I mean, I'm me 100%. And she's – I wasn't like looking for – you know, something out there on the outside that, you know, had a certain, you know, style or way about her. I just said, I want someone that sees me for who I really am and I will see them for who they really are. I love that. Yeah, I mean, and, and it's worked. I mean, I, that's why I have nothing to say today because I don't date anymore. <laughs> I don't date anymore. I certainly anymore. know what it's like, though. I've, we we have those memories, don't we? It was oh, a nightmare. absolutely. I, I know from Caused myself. Caused a stroke, for God's sakes. I never had it that bad. Exactly. I had some panic attacks. Complete never stress. Had a stroke. It was horrible. Did, did it happen? Did your stroke happen because of uh, the, the dating it, world? or? Yeah. Well, actually, it was from a guy that I was dating at the time. Really? So, yeah. It was just like, uh, he, it was my first heartbreak that I ever had, and I, I didn't understand why I didn't have control over this situation and why he didn't want me. And I had to, we broke up and I had to sit beside him every day in a business class 
at college and it was assigned seating. I don't know who does assigned seating in college, but this one class did and I had to sit beside him every single day. So one day I would go in and be really friendly towards him and then the next day I would ignore him and I would stare straight and <laughs> I would just be playing games with myself yeah. completely in my head. Mm-hmm. And it went on for a year and I had to see him all the time and I would just, I was so trapped in all of these vicious cycles in my own head. Mm-hmm. I understand how, you know, pretty sane people can go insane. I was playing games with myself. Yeah. It had nothing to do with him. Mm-hmm. It was about winning. It was nothing organic. And it was, no. You know, that's the thing is we're, we're told how to be instead mm-hmm. of just being or, you know, I, I think that we just take these paths that do not do do any service to, to anyone. Mm-hmm. I would have that thing of one of the big things when I was single is like, I don't want her to know that I like her. I, that's the weirdest thing. Isn't it the weirdest? I was like, well, people say it to me all the time. So I have like, you know, 100,000 people coming to my website every month and, and hundreds of guys email me every single day. And that is one of the main things that men yeah. write. They're like, I don't want to just go up to a woman and let her know I like her. I was like, why not? What, 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 do you, what, what are you going to tell her? You want to like empty her trash or something? What are, you, what are you trying to express to her? Because that's how a lot of guys get stuck in the friend zone because they're not asking for what they want. So right. they act like a friend. Well, how soon do they? How soon do they take it from the friend to asking for what they whenever want? Whenever they want. Right, whenever right you away. know what you want, then go for it. Why really? is it because so they don't somebody... know what they want? Is that why they don't want to say like I like you? Is yeah, that... I'm not saying like go up to Sarah and like grab her boobs or something like I, I want, want these boobs. You know, <laughs> That's like it what doesn't. I want. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but if you like present yourself as a sexual option instead of presenting yourself as a friend, don't listen to her talk about her guy troubles for 45 minutes when what you want to do is be. The be guy her trouble. guy troubles. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's be her guy trouble. So present what you want and you'll actually get it. So you're basically a relationship coach as well? I guess, but I only coach men. I only... Really? Yeah, I don't I don't work with women. I've, I've started to... People have asked me to speak towards women because I didn't realize this, but I've gathered a lot of information about women or about men over the past decade working with men mm-hmm. so intimately. They tell me things that they don't tell anybody. So because of this, I have a better understanding of men and how mm-hmm. they work. And then I try out the things Does that your I've husband learned ever get about jealous? my husband. Um, in the very he beginning... Must, he must get a little jealous. I mean, you go out with these guys, they're saying... No, you know, it's I'll actually just... not jealousy. It's, really? it's protectiveness, for sure. Um, yeah, that's yeah. true. Because so, some guys have come on to you, right? No. Get the hell out of here. No, they have never, honestly, I I work in the pickup artist. I'm ready to come on to you right now. I mean, you're attractive. Exactly. But. You've got to be kidding me. Well, no, no, I've never had that. I think you're that clueless. Extreme. You're gonna have to go to my class to tell you when the guys are coming on to you. I mean, seriously, they have to be, I especially think, when they're intimate. If a guy feels right. intimacy, which he's definitely feeling with you, because you open it up, you open up that whole box. Right. Well, the thing is, is that I probably do put that barrier up there, and then mm-hmm. when I do work with people, we we do become like best friends yeah. honestly it's like I, i'm very clear that i have a husband and that it would never go down that path mm-hmm. so if there is flirting involved it's it's completely one-sided so it ends pretty quickly they oh, come to yeah. me for advice I, I went to a female therapist who was really good looking and uh so it's sort of similar and i have to tell you she ended up saying to me uh do you have any sexual attraction towards me and really? I, and i went <laughs> yes, I do. It was such a stumper question because, of course, I, I, I wanted to tell her I masturbated to you yesterday. Oh, oh I'm sure that <laughs> stuff happens. Oh, I'm you sure, are? <laughs> I'm sure all of that happens. Like, the thing is that I'm saying there's nothing for my husband to worry about that would get out of control on my end. I'm sure that guys, you know, I have my presence out there. I'm in right. videos. And, like, sometimes I'm like, I'm sure people masturbate to me. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do or else I'm I, wasting I, my time. Let's but, hope your husband's turned on by yeah. that because I know but, a lot of husbands a lot of guys would be jealous of that. They would freak out. No, he's never been jealous, actually. Wow. 
I met, as I said before, I met him like a month before I started doing what I do. Um, he was at first very protective because I wasn't sure what I was doing. So how could he really be sure? And right. I was taking guys out that I met on Craigslist, you know, <laughs> who wanted to pay me money under the table to go pick up girls for them. That was very weird. So once I figured out exactly what I was doing yeah. and who I was and he would see the emails coming back to me saying, like, you're changing my life and wow. I understand women now and I got this girlfriend, blah, 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 blah. He would be really proud. Um, but he is the man that I model other men after. Wow, that's wow. great. So, you know, come to think of it, I, I, I say the jealousy thing. Uh, I have no jealousy with my wife, and she works with men almost exclusively. She's an electrician on movie sets. Oh, really? oh, oh all and men? It's, yeah, exactly. And they're, they're like, you know, first of all, you're around a bunch of guys. And you, you get horny. I mean, I feel that way on yeah. golf courses. You know, the girl that comes around with her drinks. <laughs> I always call it sensory deprivation. My senses have been deprived yeah. of any feminine, any, anything feminine. So anybody that comes around, she goes from a four to a nine. Like at Mel's <laughs> Diner, those old uh, waitresses are like, yeah, give me some of that. Oh, yeah, I want some of that. I want some of that arm flap. I think <laughs> yeah. that, that would be really nice right now. Well, those but that's are how just guys normal, think. I'm, but those are just normal interactions. Like for me, I, my whole community is men. Like I just went on a mastermind for three days in Vegas with all the other guys who are in the group are all men. They're all wow. male pickup artists or online marketers who are men. So for me, like, I I enjoy being around male energy. I enjoy flirting. I don't flirt in a leading on way. Right. I flirt in a way that, you know, it's intellectual banter back and forth, and I enjoy that. Give but then I go home. I think that. Sarah should hear this, by the way, because I am completely in vibration with you. I, com I absolutely agree with that. It's yeah. like you don't just cut that part of you off no. once you, you get married. I go home married. afterwards and exactly. then I, I can't know if I can swear, but then I have sex you with can. my husband. I, and then I go home and I fuck my husband. Like, yeah. that's my buildup. And it's really nice. It's nice to feel wanted. And there's nothing wrong with that. I'm Canadian, though. So I have been told <laughs> by someone. So I don't that's know if Americans are. No, but I went on this one radio show yeah. and it was a British girl that was interviewing me. And she was saying it's really funny the way that Americans view flirting because mm. you, there's so many rules for like um, sexual harassment at the office. They, yeah. The people have cut off flirting completely. Lately, mm. where it's like not allowed. She's like, I would always go flirt at the convenience store with the convenience store guy. I would, yeah. She's like, I flirt with everybody. And I, I do that too. I don't lead them on though. I well, don't what touch is the them. difference? Like you don't touch them? Is that the thing? Is like you don't touch them? I'm like a stripper, right? Like I don't touch them. <laughs> that's the rule. Well, like, um, give us an example of like the flirting that doesn't lead somebody on. That's like, because I'm curious about that. I don't know. We would have to flirt to okay. actually show you an example. Okay. I no, think, but I it's, think not, it's, it's not just... like, oh, you must be huge. I don't, like, I don't flirt. Like, I don't, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Yeah. Uh, no. Uh, no, that would be over the border. Yeah, that's just so a little speak. bit over the border. Okay, yeah, up in Canada. Nothing, that would be over. Nothing sexual that gets discussed, but there's like, there's like little innuendos that may get said. But at the same time, I'm very clear on the fact that I have a husband and that sure. person knows it. And I don't, you know, go back to their hotel room to com continue flirting. I have, yeah, I have not like, hotel It's room. not like the kind of flirting is like, oh, yeah, we totally love to. No, no it's each not other. that. It's no, like, it's uh, not that. It's, it's like, like, hey, I'm you really can come enjoying out with me one night. I'll show you. How about this? I think I can get clarified for you. It's an acknowledgement of the feminine energy and an acknowledgement of the masculine energy. Absolutely. And it's a, whatever's present and in the room. I'll give you an example. Uh, this weekend, I was with um, my wife's family, and her sister had a baby. And I just noticed, as uh, she walked in the room, I went, you look beautiful. I said, motherhood is really good for you. Now, that's not flirting, but it's an acknowledgement of something. And everybody's yeah. safe that way. And I'm not going... 
you look hot. I want to bang. Your boobs are <laughs> yeah, awesome. They're they're really like, so much milk so in full them. Of yeah. 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 You're like yeah. a younger version of my wife. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. You know, but it's just an acknowledgement yeah. of we have a yeah. feminine energy and a masculine energy, and there's no reason. Why not? You can call it flirting. I think flirting might have a little bit different intent. So maybe there's another word yeah, for the, it. Yeah, the inten- that is what it is. Though. It's, it's, it's the intent. intention that's behind yeah. it. If, yeah. if you're flirting to like go home and have sex with that person, then that's different. It's like if the flirting is just to have fun and have a nice energy. I love banter. I love wit. Like that is such a turn on mm-hmm. for me. Not a turn on sexually, but just in general, it energizes me. So I like having those types of conversations with people mm-hmm. that are jokey and bantery. That's enjoyable. Women always say that, but I, I, you know, I've been doing comedy for years pretty well too, and uh, I never <laughs> seen them in the front row throwing panties at me. Yeah. Oh, another joke, comedy boy. Oh, you're making me moist with that minivan talk. No, it doesn't work. It doesn't. <laughs> they say you all say that you like the jokes, but, but we like com- a sense of humor. Does your jokes husband have a different. sense of humor? He does. <laughs> <laughs> he does have a sense of humor. Um, I will always say that I'm funnier than him, but there you he go. Will always say that's not true. He's very sarcastic. He's kind yeah. of a like, yeah. He he likes like kicking people in Is the he balls Canadian? and then being really sweet. Um, no, he's he's from Chicago. Chicago. Oh yeah, so yeah, tough good ass. Man, yeah, exactly. Yeah, good man, West little... boy. I think the thing to learn from what we're talking is like it's so hard to turn that flirting on and off. And, like, I think so many people, myself included, like, I don't turn it on, and I expect then to be able to turn it on when I'm attracted to someone, and you can't do that. So, no, like, you have to kind of have it on at all, all times. Time. You should be flirting with everybody around you and be yeah, open. I don't. So that, yeah. I guess, I, <laughs> but you should. Uh, yeah. I guess but, if you're going to sum it up, it's being organic and being yeah. real. And just in being open. In, re, in reality, you know, you are, you know, there's some sort of an attraction going on to the opposite sex, if that's what it is, yeah. you know, or if it could be the, with the same sex. If it, oh, I feel yeah. with everybody. I, I right. don't judge. If it's an old woman somewhere, right. or if it's like. It's a little different, though. You have a little different spark or twinkle in the eye. I, I'll tell you, there's some sure. people, though, that use it. And I don't think it's a good idea the way they use it. Uh, and I think that there are like actresses and models and strippers that get ahead from it's it's they lead with it. Yeah. I've always said that you're not you, – I don't think you can have a sustainable relationship when you lead with it, when that becomes you, when it's well, all about true. the sex and it's all about the turn on of the guy and stuff like that. I have an uh, interesting story about that. There's a person who is famous that I've dealt with. Uh, she's passed away now, but uh, she literally led with sex, and you can tell that that's how she made it, uh, Farrah Fawcett. So, I mean, she literally was on, she was a poster on my wall when I was a kid, you know, those nipples, I was playing ring toss. (laughs) I mean, so I did a movie with her, the Love Master movie. And when I met her, I, I, we rehearsed in a car. I'd never met her before. She's doing my movie for like a hundred bucks. You know, I was like, I I was practically calling her Miss Fawcett. I go, oh, thanks for doing my movie, Miss Fawcett. You know, she says, oh, shut up. I just want to know if that Love Master is real. And she reaches over and... I mean, no way. There was no horn in my crotch. I'm not carrot top. <laughs> but I mean, so, but what I learned was, and I have a photo of her uh, that I just posted on Facebook. Of, uh, she's in leather pants of a 12 year old, the producer's daughter, 12 year old. And she's got these, and she's on my lap. And I realized when she took that photo, she didn't even know me. This is what she would lead with. And she got to where she wanted to go with that lead. And there are comics, actually, they're attractive female comics. And they, they, I've seen them use mm-hmm. it, and it get further than somebody that might be not as attractive and maybe even way more funny. But there's a there's something in the room when they enter the room where the guy's going, I'm not going to – I'm married or happily married, but there is still that little – 
edge that's to it. And they go, yeah. man, there's hot chicks in my room. and She's in my presence, and I'm actually in charge of her because I'm the producer of the show. There is that, and we're all geeks. Yeah. yeah every guy's a geek. You know, I don't think there's any guys that actually are just bored, just going, man, I got, I'm the bomb. There are a few. I've Do you really think so? Yeah, there's a few. I don't like them, but there's a few. But yeah, but I would say their whole lives they've just been. Well, maybe that's because they sort of were developed to be narcissists. Yeah, you know, you're, they lead with or their they looks are as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But <laughs> it's it's encouraged though to be narcissistic by a lot of parents if somebody's good looking. Yeah. I think that is a disadvantage that they have. I think so too. I yeah. call it pretty boy syndrome. They get screwed later on in life if they, they actually do. don't live up to their looks. It makes it a lot harder for them to engage and interact with people. It's, it's not really gonna challenging. Last. So the basic goal is to not lead with that. Yeah. Don't lead with that. Get some substance yeah, some substance in your life. Yeah, exactly. And develop that sense. You know, the other one's already developed. All right, you're good looking. You know, what are you going to follow it through with? Yeah, that's that's what my whole website and method is all about. It's like you have to turn yourself on before you can ever attempt to turn a woman on. Ooh, right. I can't wait for that. Coming back. <laughs> I want to turn back. myself on. I hear the reggae. That means we're taking a, yeah. taking a break. Okay. Uh, by the way, you can call us if you have any questions for uh, MarnieWingGirlMethod.com. Yeah. <laughs> if you have any questions for Marnie about your dating life, maybe you need some suggestions. Maybe you can be a client. And I want to hear about Maybe we can have a pre-interview here. And we're going to talk about the book. Ten Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. We're going to go all through all ten mistakes. I hope so. It would be like a ten-step program that we're going to have here. Is that what it is? It's sort of like a, you Done, put it through yeah. a program? <laughs> so. Hi, I'm, I'm Craig. I'm an idiot with women. Hi, Craig. That's what I should do. <laughs> we should team up. I want to cover the females. Okay. I want to coach the females. <laughs> Done. But uh, call us at, uh, what's the number, Sarah? 323-622-8623. Uh, 8623 spells toad. I say that number again. I want Three, people to call us. 323-622-8623. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Call us. You can talk to Marty. You can get free coaching. From Marnie being on our show. Yeah. Think about that. We love the free. Everyone loves free. Everyone loves free. Yeah. yeah. So oh, if you're yeah. a cheap bastard that needs some... <laughs> call, call me. <laughs> give, give a call. Give Marnie a call. And uh, we have more with Marnie coming up after this. You're listening to the Toad Hop Network. Radio worth watching. The Soda Stream Soda Maker is fun as hell. The kids are going to love it. There's 50 different flavors, and it's healthy. There's no fructose, corn syrup, or aspartame. So pick one up at Bed Bath & Beyond, Target, Macy's, Kohl's, and Walmart. Or just go to SodaStream.com.
You're listening to the Toad Hop Network, radio worth watching. Worth watching now. I'm not flirting, but we have a hot chick here. <laughs> hey, Marnie, the wing girl. Marty the, the wing girl. There are other wing girls, and they are not nearly as good. Have you seen these other girls? Yes. Not uh, talk about wow, you rolled ones. your eyes on that they're, one. Uh, they're Very upset cheap by them. Imposters. They cheap imposters. Cheap imposters. And they're cheapening your that. profession. That's Thank what they you. do. I think so, right? too. Well, I, the thing is, is like I, I own the trademark wing girl. Mm-hmm. Um, and wing girls, and um, I've contacted them several times to try and work together in some way because it would be kind of cute to have some of their videos on my website. Um, and they have not responded to me. They've blocked my IP address from writing on their live streams, mm-hmm. and so I Whoa. could legally take action to make them stop doing what they're doing. But I also respect female entrepreneurs, and they have something fantastic. But it is cheapening my brand. Mm-hmm. And, and your so, brand is basically is this is cheap. this is something that is sort of takes us off track. Is the wing girl thing? I just thought for instance, being a neophyte to this, I thought you just went out with people and you were their wing person, basically, because I noticed a lot of women when I was single, they were attracted to me if I was with another woman. Oh, yeah. That's so what I did originally. I used to hang out with lesbians and just cruise chicks together. That's so smart. It, no, su- it sucked, though, when she would walk away with me. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I had like, it happen what? twice. <laughs> like, why are you leaving me out? I remember my lesbian friend. She goes, I think she wants me. I go, come on. And she got her. Really? I was so pissed. I was like, really? Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. No, originally, that. that's what I did do. So I, st- I started my business by accident. I think I told you guys. Mm-hmm. Um, I started it at a singles mixer slash mm-hmm. rabbi's house. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. And I had just met my husband. So I was like window shopping and there was nobody talking to each other. Like men and women were separated. It was very strange and not for religious reasons at a rabbi's house or anything. They were just like really separated. (laughs) So I started grabbing men and I made them go talk to women and I would tell them what to say, what not Mm -hmm. to say. And I would stand beside them to validate them, maybe start the conversation. And then by the end of the night, everybody was talking, exchanging numbers. And I don't know what happened to any of those relationships, but maybe something happened. But I went home that night drunk and I said, oh, I hate my job. I hate what I'm doing. What if I could be a wing girl like I was tonight? Mm -hmm. And my roommate was with me, and he was 30, and I was 23 at the time, Mm -hmm. actually. And he said to me, yeah, guys aren't going to pay for that unless you throw in, like, a blowjob and a case of beer. (laughs) Like, it wasn't even just a blowjob. Like, I would have to throw in beer, too. So your first year of business, this is what you did? Yeah, no. That's not what I did. And I was like, I don't think you're right. Not buying cases of beer. Yeah, like, dishing out cases of beer. Um, And so I, I went into my bedroom, and I posted an ad saying, what better way to attract bees with honey? You sit back and relax. I'll do the dirty work for you. Mm -hmm. I will be your wing girl. I'll validate you to women, so women will want you more. And I had 75 responses by the next morning. I'm spitballing here. I think that I want to start a business. I want to get out of comedy. (laughs) You're so funny. But no, it doesn't matter. Maybe I'll coach them to be funny, too. There you go. I want to coach women. I think you should. I've, I think it's. I think Sarah, that it's I've, great. I've had that happen with you before. I did a little coaching, and your yeah. friend, I coach her a little bit, yeah, right? That's true. And I've set up. Uh, I had four marriages in one year. I have one. Oh, wow. that I have one now that they're in a ten-month relationship. So I'm very good at it, and then I coach them along with it. I'll say, "Here's what you should say." You should be doing that, then. You know, it's sort of like a Cyrano de Bergerac type of thing, but for women. And I say, "Look, this is what guys really want. So don't play the games, because you'll you'll hear from other women, you know, are telling women." You, you can't. Well, I'm going to give you the inside tips. Like I'm a spy. I'm going to tell you what we want. Exactly. Well, that's at the what end of I the day, because guys are full of it. When they go, I want a woman who's uh, she'll get on a trampoline naked every day. No, you don't. 
That's where it. are these trampolines? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah where are the trampolines? And you don't want them raising your kids. No, exactly. <laughs> but anytime that my female friends have a problem, they come to me and I'll say to them, I can comfort you for about an hour. But if you want an answer, you go to my husband and he'll actually tell you what's going on mm-hmm. to save you yeah. time. Because like, I, I can like help you feel better about yourself, but he's going to give you the real What answers. does he do for a living, your husband? He's a producer. He's a producer? Slash okay. advisor so, to women. So, <laughs> I want to have the business. I want to be the... I think you, you send should. the females over to me. That's I what, will. This is what I'm going to start. I'm going to say it right now. This is the business. I'm but the master of love. you have the 5% that other women don't have. You have the male brain. That's that's what I always say. I'm like, there's other pickup artists. There's other, other guys who can give you the rules on what to say, what to do. I can tell you if it's working because mm-hmm. I'm a woman. I know exactly why I do the things that I do. Yeah. Everybody else who's a guy who's teaching what I do, they have a theory as to why it's happening and why it will work. Uh, it's funny you should say that. I talked about that this morning, but even with parenting, everything's theoretical mm-hmm. these days. And the yeah. books that are written on theory... You know, you'll see relationship books. I know this one guy is really famous, and he's got all these relationship books. He's been married six times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he's really good at relationships. Right? <laughs> he's really good at ending them or having them end. I mean, which is, you know, you don't go to an accountant who lives in a shack. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, I you go to somebody you. who knows what they're doing with money. You go with some. Now, you have credibility with me because you're not theoretical. You actually have a relationship yeah. that you can share those experiences as well. And I, I, uh, I share the ups and downs of my relationship right. as well. I'm not shy. Like I like doing radio shows like this because you have longer than 10 seconds to explain what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, I was saying the show that I went on before was really just asking me for bubblegum advice. And so yeah. you only get to give the top line of what it is that you say and it has to be catchy and cute and fun so people can absorb yeah. it. But it's bullshit. And then you hashtag it. Yeah, exactly. Then you hashtag <laughs> it and send it out to the world. But it doesn't really tell you the how, the why, the what. Of course, it's more in-depth than that. Any it relationship is. is, do you want a, a relationship that's 140 characters with someone? Right. No, you don't. You want an in-depth relationship. And that's what you do is you take them through that. Yeah. And you basically, we have life coaches and you're basically a relationship coach. Yeah. That's why I think that the uh, the wing girl is a, is a great catchy thing. Which is you can hashtag. Yes, I can hashtag. But it, it really doesn't say the in-depth work that you're doing. So you you sit down with these, and you have a consultation. Mm-hmm. Now, how does it work? Do we have any callers, by the way? Not yet. Okay, no. give what? the number Call. again. Give the number again. Okay, it's three most two, people download us later because uh, yeah. yeah. we have working three, people to listen. Six two two eight six two three. One more time. Three two three six two two eight six two three. Now, now you can get uh, advice. You can also go to Amazon for two ninety nine. You cheapskates. Yeah. Well, okay. So for less than a cup of coffee, you can get my book, Ten Mistakes Men Make with Women and How to Avoid Them. And if you email me after, so go to my website, winggirlmethod.com, I will send you a free hour and a half MP3 that explains mm. step by step how to avoid the friend zone or how to get out of it if you are in it right now. Right. And that is a huge thing for a lot of guys. Wow. So the the value of that audio is twenty nine ninety nine. So for two ninety nine, if you download it on Amazon, you get that for I was, free. I was friends with my wife at first. And then when I wanted to make the transition, I could have used you. It didn't. Go, it was a very awkward transition. Why? We're, what was it like? Well, we we're on our way somewhere. We we're going. We we're going to this uh, place where we met, and we stopped for dinner. And I had it in mind that I was separated at the time. I had it in mind. I go. You know, I never even thought of her in this way before. But I think I like to extend this. So now we're on this. She thinks it's not a date. So I then I start getting a little flirty, and she goes, "By the way, is this a date? And this is a what not to say." Do you want it to be? Oh, no. <laughs> so what do you want? Uh... I said, do you want it to be? And she goes, well, it's not now after that answer. Oh, okay. And then and then I screwed up again. The car pulls up at the valet, and I didn't get her door. She goes, now it's definitely not a date. Oh, but that's flirting from her end as well. That's interesting. That's true. And mm-hmm. I got laid. I'm sure. I believe it. <laughs> this morning. But that's different. So a lot of guys who are in the friend zone actually 
don't present themselves as a sexual option. They they slide into the friend zone very You know easily. what it's all about. Why? Yeah. Why? You know why? Why do you why? think? I'm going to tell you a male's perspective. Why they pretend to be a woman's friend when yeah, they don't why? really want because they don't want to be rejected exactly. or fear. Yeah. It's, all yeah, it's all fear. It's all fear based. Yeah. Because if they if they which is very deep rooted. That Absolutely. starts very early. And so you want to that's why you play the games, you know. You know, if in, if, if the somebody... game of being a friend for about five years while you watch this girl <laughs> like fuck other dudes, that's not a fun game. No, it's not. I don't know who wants to play that game, but that's not a losing game. So. Oh, I know. And you're their advisor. <laughs> can we uh, can we hear some of the ten mistakes that yeah. men make? Yeah, some of the mistakes. Well, the biggest mistake that men make is that they don't approach the women that they want. They take the women that they can get or they, you know, cry themselves to sleep because they're not going after what they want. Mm. So, you know, a lot of men see an attractive woman and they're like, oh, she's really cute. I would like to approach her. But then they make up 10 excuses as to why they can't approach her. I don't have permission. She probably has a boyfriend. She's with her friends. She's busy. I'm going to bother her. Avoid all of those, you know, misbeliefs that you're having in your head. They're just excuses to escape the fear of possible Mm -hmm. rejection. Mm -hmm. And instead, this is the solution to it, create a new intention so that you're not saying, I want to approach this girl. I'm going to ask her out. We're going to go out for dinner. I'm going to have sex with her and then maybe we'll have babies. I I, I don't know, but that's a pretty grand intention before you approach somebody. So instead, if you say, that girl's really cute, I want to see if she's cool. I'm going to go approach her and see what happens. And then from there, you can start making new little intentions. And Mm -hmm. then I give separate by steps on like mm-hmm. how to actually approach yeah. without telling them do this and say this but it's like you know i, I give them step-by-step instructions on how to do it in the and, and speaking of speaking of that girl's really cute we talked about this off the air i actually say who i think is hot to my wife yeah and it's fantastic i have to tell you i know sarah you have some issues with this <laughs> Every time, like, you've got issues. Would you yeah, roll your eyes like about it? Was that yes, I do? Was, was, I know Sarah's a little bit insecure about this. I know Sarah has some issues. You've on said this. it nine hundred times. It's just affirming what you've already <laughs> said. Now you're rolling your eyes. You do have an issue with this. We've talked about this, or am I not supposed to talk about it on the air? <laughs> is is if I acknowledge, I she lets me go to strip clubs. Yeah, now, I go with a bunch of idiot friends who have been married 100 years, so they're there for a different reason. I'm there to have some laughs. Yeah, but I'm friends. also going to take in the energy of a naked woman. Of pussy. <laughs> it's taking in a feminine energy, and that's what we can't cut that off. And the same with women need to take in a masculine energy. Absolutely. And that energy goes into your relationship. That's what it, you don't just cut it off and just save it for the well, relationship. Well, you don't just cut yourself off from being human once you get into a relationship. Right. That's what we were kind of saying off air. Like I'm, I don't I, listen. If, if my husband every week said I want to go to a strip club, I think that would still like hurt me in some way. Yeah, but yeah, it would every it would, week. But yeah. what about once in a while? Every if little once, hurt once in a while. If suddenly he wanted to go to a strip club, he hasn't really been to a strip club since we've been together, which is eight and a half years. Okay, it's, it's not his. You know it's of. not his okay. thing. <laughs> that I know, no, of, but it's I'm, not his thing. Okay, but if it if it was his thing and that's who he was, like I'm not going to cut him off from being who he is so i have to work on something within me and have a conversation with him about it so that i'm comfortable with that happening because if i start cutting things off from him he's going to start hating me in Mm -hmm. some small way and that tension is going to build up time that's what i'm saying check that's what i'm saying you have to be free to discuss you you also talk about something off the air that a lot of things that you're saying i really resonate with is is like you you observe things in life anyway. So why is that the one oh, that you we cut do off? Have a call. Yeah. What, oh, that, that's for what instance, I was saying. If as I well. if I see a dog, seriously, if I see a dog and I go, look at that dog. Yeah. That's a beautiful dog. There is nothing. There's nothing that they're they're gonna think of. Wow, that's inappropriate. 
Right. No, no, I'm just saying that's a that's a hot looking dog. You're just noticing <laughs> you know, things. You're noticing things, and you're just taking it. You go, wow, that dog should be in a show. Well, I, ha- I have know? girlfriends it's, it's, it's who say to me, you know, well, like I hate when he looks at other women. I was like, right. why don't you look at other women and other people? And they right. will say, yeah. I'm like, okay, so you want him to stop being a human being, or do you just want him to stop telling you about it? The fact he that should tell you because like, then he's he not being honest. You. Then exactly. you're living a lie, and exactly. that's why would you live a lie? Now yeah, I but that's a hard off. thing to wrap your head around because yeah. most of my girlfriends are like, oh, I guess that's true. And then I'll walk them through the steps. I'll, I'll say, you know, when you walk down the street and you see a girl with like really pretty hair, don't you look over at it and you want to see like, is she pretty? Is her face pretty? Am I prettier than her? Like, there's a whole evalu- mm-hmm. evaluation process that, that goes on, but you're still looking at her. Absolutely. We have a call, by the way. Oh, it's not all about us right now. Who is it? Who is it, Sarah? Hello, hello. Um, hi, it's Anthony. Hi, Anthony. Hi, Anthony. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you, Craig? Now, Anthony is not looking for a woman, I can assure you. Okay? No. But he, looking for a man? Is he looking yeah. for a man? I don't know if he's looking for a man, but he he would prefer that. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, so uh, Anthony, no. I can't imagine what you'd be calling about because you mostly you only work with uh, heterosexual men. Is that correct? As of right now, but my my advice will stretch across. Okay, you know, everybody. Well, give it so to Anthony. Sure, give Anthony, it a shot. Anthony has his actual name is Gay Anthony, so that gives ah. you a little clue. So Anthony, uh, I believe that's you, right, Anthony? Uh, <laughs> so so Anthony, uh, what did, what did you want to ask Marnie? I guess my you were talking earlier about getting out of the negative space and 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 all of that stuff and tr- uh, making small steps to change your your intention and your outlook. Yeah. What are the top What are the top three things that you would recommend to get out of that space so that you can start making room for um you know having somebody as a positive influence in your life? Oh, that's a really good question. Yeah. Um, well, I was actually saying as well off off air. Uh, there's this thing that I do and I have done in the past and I have advised to you know I've worked with thousands of men. Um, it's called the brain dump. And it's an exercise that, again, I give to my clients where you literally, for five mornings in a row, you wake up, grab a cup of coffee, cup of tea, whatever you want, go sit somewhere that you're really relaxed with a pad of paper and a pen, and you write for about half an hour. You just dump every emotion that is in your head and every thought and every crazy feeling that you've been thinking about for the past month or year, whatever it is that's bothering you. Because I was saying that when ideas are in your head, they, they have no limits to how far they can go to. They're not real. They're very floaty. And when you get them down on paper, that's when things become real. So what you do for five days is you wake up in the morning, you write for half an hour, and then you close the book, and then you go back the next day, and you read what you wrote. And then that's when you can look at things from a logical point of view, and you can see if you really believe what's written down on paper. And slowly over time, Mm -hmm. over the five days, you start to coach yourself because you get to a really clear space, and you dump all of this bullshit that's going on inside of your head that is taking you in different directions that may not be helpful for you and you can really be clear on who you are what you want and what you would like to go after so that's one thing that you can and do don't, and when you're writing don't self-edit Right, don't let self it pour out. just let it pour out of you. Exactly. Yeah, because there's nobody judging you. The thing right. is, if, if you're judging yourself really harshly, then you're going to have a really hard time mm-hmm. when you go out there in public with other people. Because then you're going to feel judged by them. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's part of the process, though, is to get used to that. It's like working a muscle because yeah. we are so, we're always editing and it comes from our fears. So what goes on to that paper is just, for the time being, it's just between you and that paper. Yeah. Right? Uh, absolutely. And, and you're, ed- you're re educating you. yourself, you're reprogramming yourself. And, uh, and develop that. Is that you what I'm hearing? I'm sure it's Absolutely. helpful to see the patterns too that keep coming up. And like you said, with distance, if you do it for five days and you can go back and see now that you're in your logical brain outside of the crazy yeah. thinking and the spinning, then you can kind of evaluate what's going on, what's real, what's working, what's not working. Because I think I have a lot of stories that have no, they're not grounded in anything real. No. You know, in most brain. don't. 
Mm-hmm. Most stories don't. They're just, They're just things just that you story. tell yourself, but you don't say it out loud, so you don't yeah. get to actually evaluate whether whether or not they make What's sense. Yeah, and then the is resentment and anger and stuff builds up, and yeah. you can't just have a good time. It's not even somebody. about them anymore either. It's about you yeah. and your past. But, but you Anthony, anything anything uh, you're getting from this? Um, yeah, that's actually a really good suggestion. I started writing writing down what to do, so I think I'm good. Doing that. Well, actually, I have one one more tip for you. Um, so, as I said before, you can't really turn anybody else on until you can turn yourself on. So, mm-hmm. I, I would say for anybody who's listening, who's really focused on meeting somebody or getting into a relationship, um, the, the first person to actually focus on is you. You have to build up a full life so that if somebody else comes along like a pretty girl or a pretty boy or w- whatever, you don't suddenly drop your life that exists because suddenly this person is way better than you. That's how you feel at that time. So you have to have a life that you actually really enjoy, friends that you like, things that you like to do. Um, You have to like yourself first before you can start dating anybody else. Hmm. Now, now Anthony just gave me an idea. When I have my business, okay, I'm going to open up my business today. I'm open for business today. I'm going to include not only coaching women, gay men. I think you should. <laughs> I'm expanding it out now. Done, exactly. I, Anthony can be, be my first business. client. It's a huge business already. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> capturing, you're capturing another demographic. There you go. You got to go for all the demos. Exactly. exactly. It's just like politics. <laughs> Spread yourself across. The- yeah. I'm, I'm going to start this business. If you... Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> Thanks, Anthony. If you are out there and you are in need of a relationship, I want you to go to Marnie at winggirlmethod.com. If you're a female, she's going to send you all to me. Yeah, exactly. That's a good business. That's It'll be good, my affiliate. I want to be – I like that, an affiliate program. I, I, Craig at craigshoemaker.com. I'm you just going have to say give me right 75% here, percent of everything you make. It's okay. <laughs> we can work out a percentage. I'm just looking at something where I don't – number down later. I don't have to get on another airplane and do comedy. I'm, I'm tired. I hear you. I'm tired. Okay. I want to leave my kids. I don't want to leave my family. This is my new business. It was Beshert. I love that. Yes, it is for Yes. It's fate. Meant to be. It's meant to be that Marnie was here today. This, I was just saying this weekend, I want to get out of the comedy business. Well, and start podcasting, doing what I'm doing. Just pod, start. You have a you have a whole audience. Already. Podcasting though is not going to make me any money. Ah, but you have an audience <laughs> there. I'd go to healthyfeet.com. <laughs> it's going to be some freaking money. I I would love to transition into this. So if you are a female, and actually Sarah, you can back me up on this. You and your friend. I actually have a good track record in this because I grew up with all females too, by the way. Oh, interesting. All females. Like for, for me, when I was younger, I was mainly friends with guys because I was so intimidated by women. So really? I was always a wing girl to guys. I was always giving them advice, telling them what to do. Were you the friend? Yeah, I was the friend. Did you ever want to extend it more? That you didn't I always it to questioned friend? it. I always questioned it, but I always knew that they liked me. You always always question what? Did you ever think to yourself, I want to bone him, but I'm his friend? It no, was it reversed? I, uh, I think that that's what they probably thought about me, but I never thought. No, what um, did you think when you were friends with these guys? Yeah. Okay, so take yourself back in the wayback machine. No, I can take myself into the machine right now. Okay, now <laughs> you're there and you're with this guy. Is any of that large group of friends of guys did any of them you wanted to bone, but you never expressed yourself? Uh, did I want to? No, but I questioned whether it would work. Really? Mm-hmm. But that would Each mean you would want them. to. No. If, you, if the question comes up. You know, you're not questioning going, you know, I wonder if I would want to bone him. <laughs> no, but I, I would always, like, certain times I would look at him like a friend. And then yeah. other times I'd be like, hmm, maybe there is something more there. Okay. Oh, totally. I have relationships. Yeah. Like, Joel's one of those guys, if I'm single, that I'll always be like, maybe. Maybe. And maybe it would like, work. 
No. It's <laughs> never. <laughs> no, if I'm Joel like, right now, I do not want to hear the nah. Knows. We've talked He's about this. He's not a lot. I, he must be like, ooh, yeah. that hurts. No. I love, uh, no, not, not at all. We're going to get never, more in depth about that. I like Joel, but now I'm good. I'm good. I, no, but I never look at my guy friends like, whoa, those jeans look amazing on his ass. I would love to see him naked. Like, it wasn't those types you of never thoughts. had that. No, I okay. never had that. It would always be about being a re- in a relationship with them. I had a lot, a lot of that with friends of mine. Well, to I'm clarify, sure. Joel doesn't want think about me like that either. So it's wishful thinking on mine, thinking like, hey, well, maybe because he's is like, that Sarah, no. Well, no, no, yeah, we've we've developed a good long friendship, and yeah, no, that's that's what it is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, so it's not offensive. And you can have that. You, you can. You definitely can. Now let me ask you something, Joel. Yes. I'm gonna ask you something personal. Uh-huh. Pretend Sarah's not in the room right now. All right. Woof. I'll just turn off. I'll <laughs> mute her. And, hurt my and I'm totally not gonna hurt your feelings. I was talking Is to that Joel. where you go? I oh, he's to gonna hurt your feelings. I, said, just oh, trying I want the honest to God truth. We're very transparent on our show. I love it. Sarah's actually complimented me. She goes, one of the things I like about you is you're transparent, unless I'm talking about her. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like I am right now. Okay. All right, I want honest to God Ready? truth. Sarah yes. bends over, and you can see her boobs. Uh-huh. Do you look? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, so would I, and so would everybody. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, why not? Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're friends, right? You think that just because we're friends that that I'm going to be absolutely honest with you since we're transparent. I've seen you bend over, and I look the other way. Well, that's cool. Because <laughs> that would be... <laughs> What? It's all right. Joel just answered yes, and it was cool. How can I be cool? I'm looking away. I don't want to see your boobs. But most women, if they're bending is it out over, of respect or is it because you don't want to see? Because I'm gross. I'm trying to analyze that right now. If Marty bent over, I would look. All right. So it's out of respect. So he doesn't respect me. <laughs> <laughs> I think he might. Think I'm spitballing I'm here. I don't know the answer because I've never brought this up before. Right. I'm just trying. I'm trying to get to the bottom of this. Like, what is at the core of? Well, this? they're not saying there's never been the thought in their mind. Not but only they, the they, thought, oh, they dated. Right. Oh, wait. no. Pretty bad. <laughs> like, too nice. Put that word on it, but we we got drunk and alcohol was involved. But still, well, there they there's... took it a little further. Okay, right. it was benefits. All right. There's yeah. been benefits. Well, maybe not plural. There's been maybe benefits just... had. Yeah, we're still virgins. We were still virgins, so not that At many time, benefits. Yeah. But okay. is it because so you're not benefit. because you're grossed out by me? Like you're not attracted. <laughs> I knew she was gonna go there. So I knew what? she would go there. I couldn't bring this up. I should have used somebody else as an example. It's very different. Like like, you could use it as an example if you're totally honest. I am being totally honest. I'm not attracted to you, so you don't. (laughs) Oh no! You had to rub that in on me. (laughs) She's not attracted. You're gross to me. I I have a final question. I have one question. Hold on. I have to get back to the Sarah thing. What's your final question? uh, uh, My biggest fear, I think, that has kept me from putting myself out there for a long time. I'd so much. There's a part of me that would rather be in the friend zone than be the douchebag. So like how like what? So why are those the only two options? I, I know. Uh, I don't, I don't right. believe that they are. But my my fear of ever going too far and being the douchebag keeps me. But you're not on the opposite bag. end of the spectrum. Yeah, guys always say that. I'm afraid of being the asshole. I'm like, you're not an asshole. Right. So why would you ever? You see, go? It's a fear of being perceived as one. Well, How, you're, if not, you're not being an asshole. Who would perceive you as one? I don't know. I These fear are all everyone. The, the person perceiving Why? you should not be your mate. Right. Because if that's how they're perceiving you, they're not seeing for who you really are. From the right? outside, Joel has a bunch of chicks that fall in love with him, like really, like hard for him right away, and they just kind of. And but the minute they do, he's like, I don't think so. I don't know. But he also doesn't want to hurt their feelings. Like he really gets very. Why, what, mm-hmm. what happened to you when you were younger? Did some girl get really mad at you for being an asshole? I guess uh, no. It's probably more to do with my parents just fighting all the time so I was always like 
goes wow, with two minutes, like, no, two so minutes left of our like show, we're getting this deep. This is the stuff I live for. You were the peacekeeper in your family. That makes sense. But you're not the peacekeeper anymore. Okay, so if you want to go after what you're, you're not an asshole. You can be assertive. Mm. without being an asshole because you've already proven to people you're a great person and you are inside of your own mind as well right. but just don't be a wimp right check i might be able to Done. give you some some uh, insight into this sure when when i got clean with my ex-wife okay when i wrote this giant letter of apology and it was none not one word of this was about her not you made me do this you made me do this one of the things that I apologized for was the lying. And you know what the lying was? It wasn't the lies that she said I was saying, doing. You know, she would say, you did this. No, they weren't true. What was true was I was not authentic with her. I kept trying to please her, mm -hmm. and right. that's a lie. That's a huge so lie. So I would go out and buy the gift that I thought that she would want, and that would make – so the lie is that's really about me. Yeah. I supposedly am the good guy, like you were saying. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm the good guy who listened to you and I took in what you listened to because women say they want you to listen. So now I'm into the women say they want you to listen instead of being just me and getting the gift that I wanted to get her. I would present her with gifts all the time saying now she'll pat me on the back. Now she'll say I'm a good listener. Now I'm a good guy. Mm -hmm. And it's a lie. So now if you can get into that space of I'm just going to be the truthful person that I am. Mm -hmm. I'm not an asshole on any level. Are you an asshole? Right. So just be that. And that organically will evolve into something that it's supposed to be instead of all these theoretical things exactly. and all this old past stuff. That, why are we getting this in depth? No, we got two seconds good, left of the show. I have show. a good exercise for that. So that'll that? be a good wrap up. So it's how to make a decision in 30 seconds. So basically, if you have a decision to, to like choose things, you say, um, is this whatever table, if you're trying to choose a table, if, is this table me? And if you say yes, then you get it. If you say no. Then you don't. Same thing with being an asshole. Is this behavior me? No. Mm. Right. So you, you know. You you already have your own like gauge of what is being an asshole and what will be mm. true to you. But what you yeah. do is you make it clear for people and you mm -hmm. clarify because we're all lost. I mean, we get lost yeah. unless we have a coach. And I want you all to go to Marnie. By the way, I have to spell it. It's M A R N I, no E on the end. Yes. That's an old Hitchcock movie. Yeah. I'm named Marnie. After it. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. It's actually www.wingirlmethod. WingGirlMethod.com. Yes. So, so I would like you all to go there and say that you heard Marnie on our show and ask for suggestions. Be a client. Yeah. If you're a female, Craig at CraigShoemaker.com. <laughs> and you can I'll get her book on Amazon, 10 Mistakes Men Make About Women and How to Avoid Them. And, and, and then you get a free download from yeah. me, which is really valuable. So Nice. Wing girl method. Good. This was a pleasure. I'd love you to come back. Yeah, I'd love to you as well. You know, Thanks, guys. Because we got to get more uh, with uh, Joel and Sarah over here. Yeah, we, we'll yeah. We'll definitely. Got to figure out what's going on. A we got a therapy we session. Nothing here, but we, we, like individually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, individually. Uh, so thanks so much for being here, Marnie. And uh, I hope you all enjoyed our show today. Please uh, tweet us at uh, Haha ha Laugh It Off. That's right. That's what it is on Twitter. Join our follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook. We're Laugh It Off on Laugh Facebook. Laugh It Off podcast. And please pass the word around. It's the only way we're going to do this. You okay? guys are doing great because we have so many listeners. Yeah, we have a Thank lot of you. listeners, so go help us out. Go uh, uh, pay it forward, okay? That's all we're saying is it's not going to cost you anything. Retweet. Love the show. <laughs> Here's what I learned. and All that stuff. Come on, I'm trying to get you with it. You have to give us something for free. I give them everything Call for free. Call to action. Call to give action. Give them my, my shit is all for free. That's the thing. The podcast is free. Radio show. And by the way, my first 10 clients, I'm going to say free. Oh, there you go. That's okay? something. Craig at CraigShoemaker.com. I will help you find, nurture, 
and have a solid relationship that is sustainable and everlasting. Ooh, wonderful. Just like I did for four marriages in one year. That's awesome. That's right. That's a good track record, That's an isn't it? Amazing track I'm record. I'm the love master. I'm now the master of love. This is my new brand. There it goes. As we close our show, I'm putting it out there. I'm affirming it. I'm writing it down. I'm going to take Marnie's advice. I'm going to invite that. I'm going to write down my intentions. That's what I want to do. I want to help people in relationships, but not the men. That's Marnie. That's Marnie. Exactly. Don't, Don't steal my business. Girl Don't steal it. I'm, I'm going to get your castaways, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so uh, please join us next week. Who do we have next week? Oh, it's Labor Day. Are we on? I Are we know. on live? Did anyone check that quickly? What's If we want to be, we can be. You know what you can do? We're going to make that viewer choice. Okay? You write to us and say if you're going to listen to us on Labor no, Day. If you good. think we should be here, we will. I'll get a great guest. D.L. Hughley wants to come on. He'll yeah. be a great guest. We can oh, debate. I love him. Yeah, isn't he great? We you love him unless you talk spiritual talk. Then he's out. And we have oh, Adam Carolla yells at coming me. up. Yeah, Adam Carolla is coming up. September, and that's oh, We want some of awesome. his bleed off. I want some of his record setting for his podcast. I want some of that bleed. We right. want an audience out there. That's all we want because we want you to laugh it off. We want you to have a good time with your life and get out of your stuckness. Whatever you're stuck in, that's what one of the purposes. One of our intentions on our show is, and plus make you laugh a little bit, make you giggle. We hope you did today, and uh, we'll see you possibly next week, if not the week after. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.